I lovely, I hear him coming to the case. He's just trying to smoke, I'm trying to light up his. Uh, welcome back to Voices on the Staircase. It's your boy, Neighborhood, and I'm here with two lovely ladies. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, uh, my name is Qadra. I also go by the name Queen Book. Thank you so much for having us. No problem, no problem. Hi, I'm Asma, and I, uh, I think my, uh, my street name is The Other Therapist. <laughs> <laughs> so, yo, today we're going to do a little different. We have uh, Ms. Qadra over here who's going to host this episode. And this episode, um, I think we're going to take a lot from it. Um, Esma is a therapist, as you guys already know, and um, we're going to have open dialogue about therapy. Therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I, we're switching it up. Yep. And so um, we have Asma, who is a well-qualified therapist. Mashallah. 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 And I am pro-therapy. Yeah. It has changed my life. And, and, and you, as you guys sir, know from previous episodes, I am anti-therapy. Which makes so, me super sad, by the way. Isn't a why? Yeah, it makes me super sad because I'm we're gonna I'm gonna ask you these questions and really dig deep. And so you could try, you could try, but there's no <laughs> like I'm a person who doesn't um I don't feel sorry for myself and I'll never feel sorry for myself. And I think a lot of my friends will feel sorry for themselves, you know? So yeah. a person who feels sorry for themselves and feels a lot of self-pity, I think need therapy. Wow. Yeah. First of what you I'm highly offended yeah, because I went to no, therapy. It's okay. It's okay. But you got cold. You know? No, no, no. I don't mean it like that. But, you know, I don't mean like that. But like, Brother, there's a balance. Shitting though, on my know? profession. I feel there's a balance. There's a balance. Okay, so let's start. There's, let's, there's let's, a balance, of course. Let's you know? really listen. If you want to fight, we can yeah. fight. And I'm, we're no, no, here I'm for it. Okay, let's it. let's do this. Never, so, yeah. first of all, mm -hmm. let's start off with what is therapy to you? Therapy to me is a something that was. I feel like it feels like it's been invented, invented like in the last 10, 15 years. Like when it comes to mental health, mm -hmm. growing up, we never heard about the mental health. We never heard about um, the concept of therapy. Therapy, I thought, was for people with mental illnesses, mm. you Got know, it. or substance abuse, or yeah. who went through sexual yeah. abuse. Yeah. yeah, those people, one hundred and ten percent, need therapy, and I wish them peace. Mm -hmm. You know, but for everybody else who has life day to day problems, I think therapy is. Something but what is therapy? Therapy is something that I think is a ploy to push opioid to people. Drugs. Mm. Drugs, yes. Straight drugs. Straight drugs. Okay. Yeah. So you, mm. and I just really want to, and I'm going to yeah. ask you the same thing, Asma, yeah. but yeah. I really want to get to the nitty gritty. Mm. So yeah. you walk in a room mm -hmm. and you say, hello, my name is Neighborhood, and then they give you opioid. No, no, of course not. So, yeah, no, I really want to know your thought process. I don't know. I, it's is. really hard for me to explain that. Because you haven't gone to therapy. You haven't gone to therapy. I've... I never went to therapy, but there's a therapist who came to my school one time when I was a kid. Uh -huh. mm. uh, yeah, so when I was a child, my mom passed away, and oh, they brought a stuff. therapist to my school to have a conversation with me, mm. me and my two siblings. Mm -hmm. And that was the most useless conversation I've ever had with a white man in my life, you know? <laughs> it didn't go nowhere, didn't bring my mom back, yeah. and it, I didn't see any benefit from it, you know? Got it. Mm -hmm. So that's the only time I've seen it. It was like maybe like 30 minutes. Just a conversation. A little conversation, you know? Okay. So I didn't see if we're okay, and I told him we were perfectly fine, you know? Because we believe in Ilahi. Yes. We believe in God. We believe yeah. everything's written already. You yeah. Know? And once you succumb to that, what else, what else is there to talk about? Got it. You know what I mean? Which is a really good point. Yeah. And I'm going to come back mm. to that. But Asma, yeah. you're, at, first of all, what, what do you do? Who are you? What do you do? Who, what's going on here? So I am, uh, I'm Asma. I, I want to say uh, thank you for. No, for no, thank you for coming. Us. And I really, really appreciate yeah. you for even stepping into our space. And yeah. we need more sisters like yourself. You know, there's, there's yeah. people who do need it. Absolutely. I really appreciate being on here and I, I thank you for telling us about mm. just, you know, what happened to you. That was a moment mm. of you sharing with us your grief and your loss. So 
Thank you a lot. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, so I'm Asma. I'm a registered psychotherapist here in Toronto, and I have been uh, I've been working in this field for about four years now. I inshallah will be having my qualifying exam at the end of Ramadan. Inshallah, uh, which means I won't need supervision. Uh, in these past four years that I've been uh, practicing, I've been practicing and have been under supervision, which means I uh, go to uh, another therapist and I tell them, okay, this is how I'm working with my clients. Uh, give me some advice on, you know, what are my blind spots? What are my limits? What do I need to learn more of? Uh, after my exam, I will need to do that. Um, and uh, I'm getting a phone call from my mom. <laughs> hey, uh, so... Um, who am I? I again, I, I don't see myself as a therapist. I see myself as asthma, uh, who does therapy and who, who I've also had my own personal therapy for the past four or five years. Uh, part of, uh, part of therapy is something called the safe and effective use of self, uh, which means, you know, as therapists, we're, we're using our, our minds or our, 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 I don't want to say our spirits, but we're using, um, our sense of humanity to meet another person who is vulnerable, who's hurt, who either has a mental health issue or has a life transition issue, has a, um, you know, a difficult event that they're going through. I'm using my body and my mind to accompany that person. How do I use that safely? Mm. How do I use that safely and effectively? Uh, so that I also don't project onto that person. And I don't, uh, is this, is this good that, we're having this conversation. I'm sorry. I really, I didn't know if I answered your question. You did. No, no, it's good. No, this is great. I feel like I'm losing the trail of no, thought. No, 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 no. Like, yeah. what was the original question? <laughs> what I'm in the like zone. Yeah, no, but you, 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 you were explaining. Yeah. You were explaining. Yeah. So, so um, uh, I'll come back again. Um, as a therapist, I've uh, been trained to use myself and my, my, my mind and my body and my emotions to be able to better connect with another human being who's vulnerable. Right. Um, uh, I, I learn and I see emotions and people's thought patterns, but more importantly, people's emotions as inherently sacred. Mm. You know, uh, like there's something incredibly beautiful about a human being that is, let's say, raw, expressing their raw anger mm. or expressing their raw pain or raw joy, you know, so... Um, how did you become, yeah. so how, you could have been anything you wanted to become. You could have been a pilot, yeah. you could have been an astronaut. How did, why did you choose therapy? What was that light moment for you where to be like, you know yeah. what? My calling, my purpose is to become a therapist. Yeah. I actually was planning on becoming a pharmacist. Uh, I did my undergrad in pharmacology. Uh, and one of the things we learned in pharmacology, which I actually love uh, neighborhood that you said, uh, it's pushing opioids. Because what got me into therapy was learning about drugs and the use of uh, drugs. In, in pharmacology, uh, there's these two things, two dynamics to drugs. There's the how does a drug interact with the body and how does the body interact with the drug? So what does the body do to the drug? How does it break it down, digest it, all of that? And what does then the drug do to the body? What you know, receptors of the body does it affect? All of that. Uh, there's this beautiful thing in, in, in drug, in the study of drugs called uh, the placebo effect. Mm. I think we've all heard of that term. Vicks. I've heard Vicks. about that when, when it comes what? to Vicks, you know, that you just, raping, yeah. The, the, you just the, rub it. Yes. And I, and I feel like I'm healed. Like if I have a cold, yes. I put it on and I'm like, okay, like I'm healed. But I don't yes. know if it's just Vaseline with a little bit of sprinkle of spice. Right. And then we have in our families, get ginger ale. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, so ginger awesome. works. That's not. That's not. Ginger works. Ginger works. But 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 it it does work. So there's this phenomenon called the placebo effect. And when you um, you give people a sugar a sugar pill and you tell them this is to cure or to shrink a, a, a tumor. And all of a sudden you see that tumor shrinking, for example, yeah. or you see the symptoms of the illness going away. So I was fascinated by that. Like you're, you're just taking a little sugar pill or right. ginger ale, or you're, you know, you're rubbing that, that Vicks on yourself, but you actually, you think you feel better and you, your body begins to show the symptoms of actually feeling better. Like physiologically, you feel better and you show improvement. Yeah. So I was very fascinated by that. And uh, by the end of my fourth year, I, um, I was applying for pharmacy. I hated the entire process. I forgot all of the math. There was a lot of math involved <laughs> and I forgot how to do calculus and all that shit. Um, but I met this woman in Amhurera Masjid. Can I say locations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why not? <laughs> I met this lady in Abu Huraira Masjid. Uh, she was doing the psychotherapy program that I later got into. And she was like, Asma, I think, you know, you're good at listening to people. I think you have a good vibe. That's not what she didn't say, a good vibe. She was like in her 50s. That's not a term she used. But no, she, I, I interpret it as, Asma, you have a good vibe. Yeah. But I think she said, you know, you're good at listening. I think this would be a really good program. They're opening on training uh, Muslim people and becoming therapists. So they're including Islam, like they're including religion into psychology. Yeah. And it's a new program. It's called uh, Spiritual Care and Psychotherapy. Why don't you check it out? It's only a two-year program. Uh, I applied, I think, the last day of it, getting accepted into the program. Alhamdulillah, I got in. And here you are. Yeah. How, how, long, how, does, how long is the journey, by the way? Like, I, I, I've always been told, like, I assumed, actually, I haven't even been told that, but uh, becoming a therapist takes about like 10 years. Is that mm. like from start to finish? What are we looking at? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, there are a lot of programs here in Toronto specifically uh, that train therapists. The word therapist encompasses a lot of professions, like a, a lot of. How do I how do I say it? a lot of practices and interventions? Mm. So let's say you want to become most of them require you to have your undergrad. Mm -hmm. And your under undergrad can be in anything. Mine was in pharmacology. Some people is in psychology. Some people it's in humanities, Got it. whatever that is. And then uh, you can apply to, let's say, practice a specific type of therapy, okay. like uh, somatic therapy or narrative therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy or dialectic behavioral therapy. There are these uh, schools and small, like uh, Yorkville trains uh, psychologists for 24 months. Uh, you can apply. I think they require you to have your undergrad. You apply, and then you then they train you in that. I think they train you in psychology, in clinical psychology mm -hmm. specifically. But uh, there's also a, a Adlerian school of a psychology. There's a psychodynamic uh, school. So all of these are different types of uh, psychotherapeutic interventions and programs that train people specifically on just doing that therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, and yeah. the reason why I ask that is that we want. I would love. First of all, thank you yeah. so much. You're black. You're Somali. You're Muslim. I'm pretty. Mashallah. Yeah. yeah. I gotta, say, I gotta, no one heard that. You say I'm I was like, the room is. <laughs> I, I sincerely, I'm I sincerely like, and I really want to just yeah. your sentiments on that. Mm -hmm. I, I appreciate because when I was looking for therapy, yeah. I wanted somebody who understands me. Mm -hmm. And I went through two or three therapists that I just didn't feel really connected to because 
they just didn't understand my dynamics, my childhood, being a black woman, being mm. Muslim. Mm. It, it was just, I, I felt like I was just talking, 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 and then it, it didn't really have an impact for me. Mm. So I hope whoever is watching this, that there are individuals out there that are considering it and that mm. take that path because it is needed in our community. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I want to go back. I have a quick question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do, do they like um, filter? So when you're applying for therapy, yes. um, do they put you through like a, yeah. like, do they hire you a therapist or do they just put, is anyone allowed to be, apply to become a therapist? So uh, when I, some people might be just, I'm not saying you, not at all, but I'm yeah. saying might, some people might just be crazy and want to learn how to control people. Oh yeah, or, uh, there's actually there's there's a study that shows uh, the type of people certain professions attract, mm -hmm. like uh, surgeons they attract people with certain narcissists. I That's mean, what I heard, and I saw it on TikTok. I'm not lying to you. I'm telling you, like I've heard doctors, like high level surgeons are up there that most of the time they're narcissists. So I don't know, or they have like uh, anti personality disorder, or like they're which is psychopathy, some kind of psychopathy, or sociopathic yeah. tendencies uh therapists also attract the same people <laughs> so <laughs> because people who, I, I would like to hope there's like a vetting process because just like for the police yes um yes. police industry they hope they vet the right police officer yes. to hire and yes. same with therapy you know? because yeah. therapy is a service providing uh care for people that are vulnerable yeah it it does attract a type of people who want to possibly exploit that mm. that vulnerability mm. i mean now we have so many, uh, you know, um, um, it's called standards of standards of practice, but we have a lot of um, regulations in place to protect clients and patients from therapists. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to see empaths. Because people want, like a therapist wants to help people, I thought it would attract empaths, but... It does. Uh, sorry, that, I didn't mean to scare you. I, but I, I do want to say, like, it, it, it is a, prof just like any other profession, it can attract people who can abuse it mm -hmm. and who can cause further harm to the people that they're serving. Yeah. And that's why a vetting process is very important. When I first applied to my program, they didn't have that good of a vetting process. I only got vetted well when I was doing my clinical placements. So I was at Kami for two years, and then I was at uh, Scarborough Hospital for another year. And those, when I was doing those three internships, I was quite vetted by my supervisors and the people who were going to potentially, you know, uh, who, who are responsible for me. If I had done anything, I'm under their care, they would be liable. So they have to make sure that I, you know, mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. anytime I have interacted with a patient at CAMH or I interacted with a patient with uh, uh, Scarborough Hospital, I was, I was, I reported it to my team. I reported it to my supervisor and to my uh, uh, colleagues yeah, yeah. But before yeah sorry I, I so i i did i did focus on the negative i do like to um it does attract good because i'm gonna start vetting my therapist but don't you see her vibe yeah, yeah, is yeah, like absolutely. i i think i think you're when you, you said my the young vibe. lady was like oh i really think that you should get into this she one yeah. does have a vibe of yeah. like this nurturing side absolutely you and i had one conversation and i told you my whole life and so yeah, um, and, and you. you feel safe and that you hope that therapist... Yeah, we're, we're, I feel like we're good to uh, people. Uh, uh, judge a character? Judge a character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your aura too. Yeah. So I really... Yeah. I, I, and you have like Thank a very you. soft voice and like feels like home. Thank you. Yeah, yeah by the way, this is the first time I've, I've ever been intimidated on camera, by the way. <laughs> really? Yeah. Was, um, Why are you intimidated? Huh? Tell Why us you about your feelings. Beautiful young ladies, you know what I'm saying? And 
I'm representing. Is our arms thinking? No, I'm representing the whole like you know male the other side gender. You know, yeah. And so it's a lot right now, but well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best. No, you're doing amazing, yeah. honestly. And I yeah. so if I can ask you a question because we started off with you yeah. know we got therapists. I'm pro therapy, and yeah. so I want to share with you some of my stories. So yeah. I started therapy. Uh, because I had a food addiction. Mm-hmm. And so I was 307 pounds at one point in my life. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is not healthy. I can't go up a flight of stairs. I, I'm out of breath all the time. And all the all the complications that come with being overweight. And mm-hmm. so I was eating and I was, I was just eating. And so I thought I, I just loved food. And so I'm going to go see a therapist to see why I eat this way. Come to find out that it was a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. So that's one layer. Mm-hmm. It's a coping mechanism. Easy peasy. And then I come to find out what am I coping from? What is that on the other side? Because I call it the shadow work. What's over there? And so therapy helped me open up and, mm-hmm. and understand you're mm-hmm. eating this large pizza because A, B, and C, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so when I went in there, I didn't think it was going to be a, a, a one-stop shop, but I also thought that it was just going to be like, yeah, you're eating because A, B, and C, and then you just walk away and, and that's it. And so I really want to ask you, um, just going back to therapy, you listed earlier of people that need therapy. Mm-hmm. And some of that was, if you want to just repeat it and help me remember. Uh, people who have mental illnesses, people going through uh, sexual abuse, people who, um, I can't remember, there's, there's certain people who, yeah. who definitely need it, you know? Who do you think don't need it, though? Just the common, going... the common man. The common woman, common yeah. man. Mm-hmm. I feel like that life isn't... I feel like everything, once, once you're emotionally intelligent, Mm. You know yourself and mm. you're confident. You have yourself figured out. Right. You're, I don't think you need therapy, you know? Okay. Because everything comes with like, first of all, I believe that Islam alone can help you cure anything. Got it. Mm. Yeah, I don't, so you do your salat, so, yeah, you're no, praying like, five times a day, you have you your connection just, to your you Lord. You can't just pray salat, just praying salat. You, you pray salat to make yourself vulnerable to Allah. Of course. Mm. You know, every time you make sajda, you ask for... You ask for help. You ask for guidance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Through that, I feel like you could cure yourself. And at the same time, you have to have a good companions, good cir- like good circle, circle. of friends. Yeah. Who yeah. sometimes, if you have, if you're going through something difficult, you just have a conversation with them, yeah. and they have good intentions for you. Mm-hmm. They'll give you the point to the right direction, or you know, mm-hmm. or go to the masjid, uh, talk to the chef, or like read some books. Yeah. You know, self help books. Got it. You know, I don't because I, I believe if therapy was that important, there'd be emergency centers for therapy. Mm. You know, so, oh my God, I'm depressed. Okay, yo, check this guy into the hospital emergency. I think that's what CAMH is for. No, no, it's not. I don't think CAMH is for... Okay, so hold on. I don't think it is. I think CAMH is for people who are like, have mental illnesses. Bipolar, Mm -hmm. schizophrenia, Mm -hmm. uh, other stuff that I'm I'm, I'm unaware of. You know what I mean? Right. Asma, you heard it. You're a therapist. Mm. Do individuals that only have mental health issues, Mm -hmm. illnesses, Mm -hmm. uh, somebody who is experience something very traumatic mm-hmm. i.e. having a, a sexual abuse mm-hmm. encounter mm-hmm. is there other do you is that it or is there other people that can really benefit from going to from therapy because i just shared my story with mm-hmm. you and outside of the addiction it opened up all of what i call the shadow work which mm-hmm. is the hard part mm-hmm. of why do you view yourself this way um mm-hmm. what are you trying to run away from and, and it had nothing to do with mental health illness mm-hmm. and as well as sexual abuse yes. so that's mm-hmm. why i come back to you mm-hmm. Don't feel like it's an oh. attack on you anytime I say no. anything, you know? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm going to fight not, you. It's not. That's you know? fine. It's Am I giving cool. out those vibes? No, no, no. No, Am it's I? not. It's not. You're just like, kind of defensive, but oh, it's yeah. not about no, you, it's a, you know? No, I, I love like, your, your point yeah, of view. But, I, because can I tell you something? Can I tell you, can I tell you something? Yeah. I think we're ancient people. <laughs> I think we're ancient people. I think, I think we don't give our people or 
where we're from enough credit. Mm. I get it. I feel like therapy is like you trying to fit in with Western that, society. Western society. Can I tell you something? Yeah. And I, I never went not, to therapy. Huh? I never went to therapy before I went to therapy. I was not I for that. so before. So therapy yeah. started on this day. Prior to that, mm-hmm. therapy was not in my process, like yeah. at all. It's not like at nine years old, I was like, therapy, da da da. Like, well, I therapy, didn't grow up. Like, the last 10 years, a man like uh, Charlemagne the Gopher has been pushing therapy on people. But that's <laughs> like, what I'm trying to say. Hard, the I last was 10 you. years, and you're kind of suspicious of you. Like, what's going on? Why are they trying to make everyone to mm. open up? Yeah, and like at the same time, huh? It's like, a trend. Yeah. So, a trend, but, but that's you know? what I'm trying to say is that I was neighborhood. Yeah. Neighborhood, I was you. Yeah. I never told my friends to go to uh, therapy. Mm-hmm. I never said I was going to therapy. I didn't like therapy. Was I was living life. Mm-hmm. I was I was praying. I was connected mm-hmm. to Allah. I was doing my thing. I was working hard. Mm-hmm. I was I was I was managing life the way I needed to manage life. Period. Mm-hmm. But then they came to a certain part in my life mm-hmm. where that wasn't working anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I'm with you, and I don't take offense whatsoever oh, yeah, because yeah. because I I didn't I was like therapy mm-hmm. like I don't and, and at the same time yo whoever needs therapy please reach out to Esma she's the right person for you guys you know I to say I'm not trying to I'm not trying to stop her blessing or trying to no, no. trick people into whoever needs therapy needs therapy well, yeah. like you know everyone yeah. knows themselves better than anyone else right absolutely yeah. and I absolutely. and, and if you need people, help seek help you know? and the people who work with me like mm-hmm. uh, the people who work with me are our age and uh, that's my clientele people. It's a certain type of clientele or a certain type of personality that I work with. Okay. And, well, like, and they're like story? us. So the mental health? The so, mental- so yes, I do work with people who have uh, diagnoses, whether it's generalized anxiety, mm. uh, depression, uh, borderline personality, bipolar. I work with those people. And I also work with people who are going through divorce. Mm. I also work with people who are going through life transition. So someone who's transitioning from, uh, let's say, they were a student and now they're transitioning to the workforce and there's work dynamics, interpersonal dynamics that are coming up for them. And they're trying to wonder, okay, how do I handle those things? Uh, I work with people who are recently married. Uh, I work with people who are getting out of, uh, are breaking up in their relationships. I work with people who are trying to heal from heartache. So that is also the regular, the regular, you know, the regular brother or the regular sister on the street. Uh, so life and therapy is a therapy is a space where a person can come. And I think the, the foundation of my therapy, at least, is to, okay, how do I provide a space for them that's free from their community? It's like a little bit of a, I want to talk to somebody who, first of all, is not going to judge me on what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling and how I want to handle my life. Right. And secondly, I want to talk to somebody who can give me at least, okay, I really, I've been in this relationship for five years now. My partner does not provide for me the emotional support that I'm looking for. Or my partner has become abusive to me, but I can't leave. I need help. How do I, I want to leave, but I can't leave. So they come to therapy and say, okay, how do I find the skills to learn to, you know, detach? So I, you know, I talk about, uh, or sorry, I, I teach and I work with people on learning about attachment, early childhood dynamics. What did you as a child learned and believed about yourself and what's possible for you and what did you believe is true about the world you know all of us given how we were raised and who our families were have certain beliefs about ourselves and about the world and those beliefs whether they're in the shadow they're in the unconscious or they're semi-conscious rule our decision making right so a lot of the times people come to therapy just for personal growth right they don't come because they have major depression yeah they might have some mood, 
you know, they might have some symptoms of depression. They might have some symptoms of anxiety, but they are just like us. And I think each of us has experienced anxiety and has experienced, let me not assume, but I think the average person has at some point felt anxious. You know, my, my, my belief of anxiety is when your man is like very low, Mm. you know, and I believe self doubt comes from the whispers of the gin, you know, Mm. the greatest trick the devil has ever played was to convince my kind doesn't exist. And I feel like he does not get enough credit. You know, sometimes when I feel like I have self doubt, I say, you know, yes. I pray, yes. you know, you know what I mean? Like yes. I, that's sometimes anxiety is a good thing. You know, it tells you to yes. focus on, yes. you know, the dean yes. and get, get yes. ready yourself. You know? right. there, there's a reason why we, we have fear mm-hmm. and there's a reason why we have anxiety. There's a reason why we have depression. Mm-hmm. So often it's okay. There's the, there's something called the primary emotion and there's meta emotion. So let's say you are in danger. You're obviously going to feel scared. Mm-hmm. But let's say you're not in danger. You're, you're, you're about to make a life decision, but you feel the same fear. Okay, what is this fear about? What is this fear teaching me? You know, when so, you're about to make a life decision? When you're about to make a life decision. Let's say you're that's about to marry... That's why you're supposed to pray two rakahs. Exactly. And that's the tool that our yeah. dean gives us to mm-hmm. help us to, you know, feel and let the anxiety pass yeah. us. But often, sometimes, okay, not, let, not, let me not generalize, but sometimes we... The shaitan is always yeah. present yeah. Through, through our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And let's say you're about to make a life decision. You do make those prayers, but you still feel anxious. Mm-hmm. Hey, okay, how do I separate the thoughts from myself? Mm-hmm. And, some, and therapy sometimes can teach. Well, I was just going to say, yeah. isn't therapy a, a space where you can actually dissect those thoughts? Mm-hmm. Like, why do, why do I keep having this one thought? Well, it's because yes. of what you experienced as a child or yeah. a, a traumatic experience. And I wanted to add, uh, as Nibhud was saying, not all self-doubt comes from shaitan. Mm-hmm. Self-doubt also comes from family. Self-doubt also comes from community. Self-doubt also comes from the wider culture that we live in. We, as Somalis here, who, who, who represents us? Like, who do we see out there that we can look up to and say, yeah, I can be like that person? What? We're only first generation. We can't be so hard on ourselves, you know? No, I agree. But mm-hmm. I think us, we are the generation that, inshallah, is going to be the one that other people, the, the coming up generation can look up to. Yeah. But there are some acquired beliefs or internalized beliefs about what, is, what we can do, what is our capacity as Somalis, given that we find ourselves in this context mm-hmm. or we find ourselves in neighborhoods that are, are poor, you know? Yeah. So it, it's like... It's the external factors as well in terms of even versus the internal ones, right? Yeah, external I, versus... In, uh, yeah, external. I know, and I was telling you, by the time we're seven years old, we have most of our beliefs are set. As the Prophet said, it's, it's, the, it's the parent that makes the child Christian or Muslim. We can kind of extrapolate that as well and say it's the parent, not to blame parents or right. parenting, but parenting can at times negatively affect a person's mental health and a person's self-perception. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going Absolutely. back to what you said yeah. of, you know, self-doubt coming from the shaitan and, and that mm-hmm. doesn't get enough attention. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I think one of the things that kind of is annoying about therapy is it can be a lot of blaming your parents or blaming, uh, you know, mm-hmm. community, oh, yeah. my parents did this to me, my parents did that. Yeah. Which is a very common trend today yeah, of is. constantly saying yeah. it's the way I grew up, the way I, I grew up. I, I think at, at a certain yeah. point in your age, 
you're responsible to, to be like, yeah, I grew yes. up in the hood or whatever the case may be, but yes. it's your responsibility to like, okay, yes. cool, fix it. Go do something about but, it. But often we're operating from that place of that seven-year-old or that 12-year-old. Yeah. You know, like you said, the shadow, when, when you were saying the shadow, the shadow is like, uh, it's a term used in psychodynamics and in, in therapy um, about making the unconscious, the things you're not aware of, bringing them to light, mm. literally taking things out of the shadow, out of the hidden mind, bringing it forward. Mm. And a lot of the time when, let's say when you have a raw reaction to something, that can teach you a lot about what do I, what did I believe about what was happening in this moment? Sometimes I ask myself, okay, I'm really nervous or I'm really scared. How old do I feel in this moment? Mm. No, I feel like I'm five years old again. Yeah. Can I share, can I share a shadow work that I did? So when I went to therapy, speaking of shadow work, so going to therapy, by the way, and that's why you let me know, it's not, I don't, it didn't happen for me. It's not a solution based pill. You don't go to therapy yeah. and then like two sessions later, you're like, ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm great. Am I right? Yeah. Would you agree with that I statement? Agree, I agree. So when I, did the, when I did therapy, it was the shadow work, what was the hardest part for me. So one of the things that I learned is that I have what I call baby cadre inside of me, which is like from zero to seven years old, right? And so when she feels threatened or when she feels like overpowered or I, I feel like in an unsafe experience or engagement, mm-hmm. especially with men, I have, don't laugh, I have this black man inside of me. He's very large. He's from Harlem. And he has a very deep voice. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's, a, he's a, I don't want to say that. Anyway. You know what I mean? Yo, hard yo, to not laugh. Yo, dead ass serious? So like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm serious. Bit like, by bit, yeah, yeah, he's, he looks like you. He's no, big. He's, he's I'm telling you, so what, what happens is if I'm in an argument, like I get real hood. And I'm like, yo, you going to say that about me? You're going to be, and it's literally my voice yeah, yeah, changes, changes yeah. and it usually happens when it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. So this like yes. feminine, young, you know, like I have a softer voice mm. and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a woman. And so there's this feminine masculine side and I didn't but know this. Is, don't you think that's the Somali in you? Oh, <laughs> he's not. This That's is a not good one. Harlem. It's a Somali guy. He's another. He's yeah, that. He's yeah. that. He's, he's inside your, of me. Maybe you know your ancestor, someone from your lineage. Maybe I don't know. You think it's a Somali thing? It's though? a Somali trade. Every Somali person is very hot and fiery when it comes to when it, in certain times. What do you think? You know? I don't know. Do you have a habit inside of you? No, never. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah. No, I'm I, serious. I Hold a, on. So if I, I have a Somali, the... I was yeah, I was in a yeah Somali woman when I was born. You know. No, no. So I have Harlem man yeah. who's big, who protects me. He's my mask inside. Yeah. I have, I, and you're saying that that part of you comes out when you feel like protective and wanting to. Yeah, because yeah. men are. So if I'm engaging with somebody, they're usually a man is usually bigger than me mm-hmm. physically. He has mm-hmm. a deeper voice than me. And so when he's when we're talking or we're engaging and there's an argument or whatever the case may be, I I something comes out where it's like I know subconsciously. That. I know, I know, so I'm asking I know, you, do you have a habayir? Do you have a hobby inside of uh, no, you I that comes who's softer? Who's softer? No, I have a nurturing side for sure. Oh, that's your hobby. No, it's not. I think it's my mom. <laughs> it's your mom. It's my mom. I learned it from my mom, right? Yeah, yeah that's the feminine side. Absolutely. Okay, so you got it too. Yeah. Okay. But yours is not from Harlem. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Mine's from Somalia. Huh? Okay. From Somalia. <laughs> yeah. So as I wanted to ask you another thing. Yeah. Is that we talked about all of these like mm-hmm. Um, tra- traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm. Her clients are from different parts of the world, dealing with part different parts. How do you not absorb that? Like, how do you sit there and suddenly oh, yeah. you having these conversations of like mm-hmm. heaviness, heaviness, mm-hmm. heaviness? How do you not absorb that and be like, yo? How do you not take it home? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh man, that's actually hard. Uh, I think in the past, in the in the first two years, it was. I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't have any. I'd go home and I'd be like, that was intense, because obviously in the first two years I was also exposed to like very raw mental health issues. Uh, you know, say um, not say Michael. Sorry, CAMH has uh, units where people are there indefinitely. Mm. Uh, you know, you're going behind bar. It, it's almost like it's almost like a prison, if I'm being honest with you. So uh, it's a bit. You know, sorry to interrupt you. No, uh, you ahead. just remind me of a story. Can I, can I yeah. quickly tell? Yeah. Um, when I was like, I think 12, 13 years old, uh, my dad had a good, very, very good childhood friend, but he, had, he was suffering from mental illness, mm-hmm. and he was yeah. it was not Camich, it was another facility somewhere downtown, yeah. and he used to take me with him to go visit him. So we're walking through the hallways, it'd be looks like a jail cell, it'd be a lot of like. People wow. were sick, screaming, top of their lungs. Mm, and, yes. and I go into the room, we have a conversation with this guy. And this guy was, I, I don't know what he was in there for. Or, but yeah. that changed me, you know? I said I can never wow. turn out like that, you know? Really? Wow. Like, what was there for you, though? Like, he was so normal. That's, a, that's the crazy part. It's a Somalia there. You just mm. sit in there, you play, hey, what It's a guy. Because your, your kids are getting big, you know? And then, but you have episodes and stuff, you know? So, mm. so me walking through the hallway is not me try, not trying to become like him, but like the people I was walking by, you know? Yeah. yeah. So but I, I, always I, made, I always told myself I have to be headstrong, you know? Mm. So yeah, I kind of understand a little bit. Did you feel like you didn't, like, when you say I can't be like that, does that mean, like, no, I just no, no, want to. No. I mean, like, ever in life, like, you know, always like maintain your sanity. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me protect my. Yeah. Never doubt protect myself. Because my... okay. everything yeah. I feel like comes from self doubt. Okay. You, know, yeah. you question yourself too much when you're in your, you're in your own head. Too much. Yeah. Too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But sorry, no, that, Yeah, that's not, it's, it, it's very it's detrimental. Mm-hmm. It's very detrimental to our, to our mental health that we often doubt ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like that itself is a, it then it turns into a mental health mm-hmm. issue. Yeah. You know, where now it's like, it, it can, that can turn into depression. You know, chronic self-doubt can turn into depression. And depression depletes your energy, depletes your motivation. You it can lead into suicidal idea, you know, thinking about ending your life or thinking about wanting to end your life. So yeah. I'm glad that you are like actively yeah. like, okay. You have to be aware of it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, but you could, you want to continue? Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so uh, you were asking about... Um, you know, so how do you, take, not, how take, do you not take yeah, it home? Take it home. Oh, yeah. yeah. I definitely took it home a lot yeah. <laughs> in the first two years. Uh, and then uh, I've been in my own therapy. So... I, Alhamdulillah, I talked to my, I talked to another therapist. I, I'm a therapist that goes to therapists and most therapists go to therapy. And who do they go to? They're grand <laughs> therapists. Yeah, yeah, it keeps on going, it keeps on going. It's, yeah. a, it's a whole cycle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole pyramid mm-hmm. scheme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, just, yeah. And you know, it's funny, the, 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 the older you are and the more therapists you work with, the more you charge them. I'm telling you, it's a scheme. It's a scam. <laughs> I hate it. But I'm excited to get into it. <laughs> She's being sarcastic. <laughs> Okay, so you so, so you want to go see a therapist. I, you I have went, a therapist for yourself. I have a therapist for myself, but I, I really liked what Neighborhood said earlier as well. Having a really good supportive friend group and family mm. is so protective to our mental health. I I remember I would, because I was at clinical placements, I didn't necessarily, I didn't have the same level of confidentiality attached to I mean, I, I didn't have to, sh- I, would, I wouldn't share personal information, but I can talk about what happened. Mm. Where now, you know, my clients are seeing me, I'm responsible. So I, I don't talk about anything that I don't even use them as examples just to protect myself. I never want to build that habit. So with CAMH and with the hospital, I could 
uh, the other hospital was, uh, sorry, uh, Scarborough General. I could go to my family and tell them, okay, Poyo, I saw this. This was so scary. Or, you know, I, I was so overwhelmed. I remember I actually did something, cr- I did something wild in my final year. I booked a flight in the middle of my semester to Iceland for 30 days by myself. What? And I, I just went. I'm like, I don't want to be well, here. I'm so it. burnt out. Well, I respect yeah. it. Overwhelmed. And it, I had, it sometimes was one of the most transforming. Like, you know, sometimes you have to do stuff like that. You know? Just sometimes check out. Yeah. yeah. Because all of that energy and especially being around severe mental health ish, uh, challenges, draining. And, and, and you know why I asked you this question, by the way? I yeah. asked you this question because I am, I'm, through therapy, found out, I am an empath. And mm-hmm. so I found myself having conversations. Tell us, tell us about empathic. What is that? Well, first how, of how all, are you, how does it show up for you? Um, so, I don't even know what that is, to be honest. Oh, let's ask Asma. Yeah. Asma, what's Oh, an God, no. Why did you turn it back to me? <laughs> Can I tell you, maybe you please, want to Please, please. Yes, so yes. I, people generally tend to open up to me very quickly. So maybe it's just my nurturing side or energy, whatever you want to call it. And so Mm. I become immersed in the Mm. the person's journey. So, hey, Qadra, this happened to me, blah, 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 blah. Listen, we are dropping everything and we're going to get, I'm getting in the tank with you. So it's not just listening to the person, but now I'm in the mud with them of whatever they went through. And so then- You're feeling their feelings. So- so, so then, so cool, I'm a great friend, right? Alhamdulillah, I think I am. But let, let's just say for this, I am a great friend, right? Okay. But then I start feeling what they're going through. And then I start feeling like I went through what they went through. So a girlfriend mm-hmm. would come to me and tell me about a heartbreak. Bro, my man left me yeah. with three mm-hmm. kids. I don't even got kids. But I'm like, yo, my three kids, <laughs> we don't know how we're going to feed them. And da, da, da. Like I'm in, like, and then I would have dreams about it. And then my oh, body, Allah. my body literally, like neighborhood, my body would start feeling yeah. as if my kid's father yeah. left them. And so now I'm like, exhibit, I'm now her. I swear to God, something happens mm-hmm. where I'm now her. And I don't, I don't have kids. I don't have a husband. But, so this is not my story. But for some reason, I picked up on it. As a, as a man, I, always, I, I assume that's like every woman. Really? Yeah, I feel like they're all like nurtured. Like they nurture each other. Like, you know, I feel that. But there, there's a difference between anytime nurturing. You, anytime you tell girls something sad or traumatic that happened, they tend to cry too. Mm-hmm. Most women. Yeah. Know? I'm mm-hmm. not going to say all, but most. No? Most women. But I, I, think, I think nurturing and being empathic are two different things. Empathetic? Empathetic, yeah. So yeah. I, I, and that's the reason why I asked you this question is because I started, like, I told you, absorbing yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to make sure that, like, if, they're, if I'm going to a therapist, that they're not having that same experience. But like you said, <laughs> they're going to therapy too. You don't want your therapist, like, crying with you. Like, it, Sometimes it's nice, like, it, okay, you feel how I feel. Yeah. Like, oh, you understand where I'm coming from. You also went through a heartbreak. But it's really important to kind of also, you know, you're, you don't want to take up space. And now your client's comforting you. Oh, of my course. God, are you No, okay? you're a hot mess like me. We're both going to therapy together. Yeah. Now we're friends and we're going to therapy. So I want to go back to what you said about the other, right? Yeah. So you, you saw this. Oh, you ended up passing away like oh. two years later after I saw him. You ended up getting killed oh. downtown. Oh, You got stabbed, oh. I think. But he was, he was, he was, Subhanallah. he was, a, he, was a, he was a, he was a character, you know? Yeah. yeah he was like, a, I don't know. I think the war fucked him up. The, sorry, lack of mm. I, That's exactly what I was going to ask yeah. you. So, you well, I think he brought trauma from like, like mm-hmm. seeing things back home. In, mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, I'm not trying to, you know, yeah. know how he, but he might have had, you know, yeah. habits or God, for God knows, you know, I was only a kid, you know? 
So mm-hmm. going back to what you said, mm-hmm. this is exactly what I wanted to ask you. We have, we're, we're this generation. Mm-hmm. And then we have our habayaras and our abos and people that come before us. Mm-hmm. And they saw a lot of things, especially yeah. the war. Yeah. Do you think that other would have benefited? Because remember, when we started the conversation, you were like, mm-hmm. listen, if you got a mental health illness, put that aside mm-hmm. before he... Let's, let's just say he was dealing with schizophrenia or bipolar. Mm-hmm. Like, put that aside just for a minute. Mm-hmm. He comes to Canada and he's he has PTSD. He has anxiety. Mm-hmm. It forms into depression. It's a new country, a new whatever the case may be, right? Would you think that he would have benefited from therapy early on before those other diagnoses? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, because he has a mental illness. The, that, yeah, it, no, no. But before, see, that, that's what I mean. Like, oh, before? Yeah, like no, before. No, I think you'd, no, I don't think you would. I, I, I don't know, man. I feel, like, I feel like a lot of our parents' generation got closer to Islam when they came here. Mm, yeah. You know? Right. They I did. don't feel like Islam was prevalent. And so even though they're 100% Muslim, they right. were really practicing. Right. Too, no. You know? A no. lot of them, you see a lot of Somali parents learning the deen a lot more now. Of course, the yeah. Last, like, since we've been growing up, you know? Yeah, I think because it's because we're in a you know, non-Muslim country, and they see all the challenges and they mm-hmm. question their faith, and they yeah. start learning a lot more. Mm-hmm. So I think with him being closer to the dean would have helped him. Besides his mental health issues, got it. Yeah. I think I it's think hard to. It's yeah. really hard to speculate because we don't know. Yeah. We don't know what happened to him in his childhood, what exactly. he saw in the war. Allahu mm-hmm. Alam. But yo, the, the, all of those sorry things. Sorry about this. Um, yeah. Him, my dad, they grew up in a military orphanage. You know, together. A so, military orphanage. Yeah, a military orphanage. Because so, my dad. What my is a military gen- orphanage? My grandfather was a general. He passed away when my dad, my my, my family, my, my dad and his siblings were kids. Yeah. So all the boys got put, put through school through right. this military. It's not an orphanage, but it's like a school where they sleep over. It's like a boarding school, you know. Mm. So that's where they met. You know what I mean? Right. Wow. Yeah. So. And how old were they? Um, uh, I think like 10, 11, 12, like till throughout high school, I think. Mm. You know. But, wow. I think a lot of us need to cut our parents some slack because they went through some, some well, hardships, you know? And alhamdulillah, they're all perfectly normal today. I don't have therapy. Uh, that, <laughs> no, they might. Everyone, that, everyone, they can't really might, say that. To each his own, uh, first of all. But I think, I think, I think generally, that I think they're, mashallah, I think they're okay. Besides the tribalism, besides all that weird stuff they yeah. deal with, you know? It's other too. That's a disease too. Of course, you know? of course. Division. So, yeah, division. division and stuff. Do you think our generate like our parents... Especially coming to this country, especially having seen the war, do you think that if they would have went to therapy, I know, far fetched, mm-hmm. fine, but if they would have came to this country and looked at that option, yeah. do you think that it would have changed how other things played out with their children and so forth and so forth? Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I think I don't know. I respect and that. Well, I respect it. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, we can only we can only speculate. Mm-hmm. I think, I think if our parents, when they came to this country, went to therapy, their therapist would have been a white woman, most mm-hmm. likely. Mm-hmm. And a white woman would have, might have even traumatized them further. Yeah. You know, and again, one of the things that when I was doing in my clinical practice was peer supervision. So I would, I would sit in a group of people and talk about my life. And I was talking one time, one of my aunts back home in Hargeisa had gin in her. And in, in, um, in our home, my mom, her sisters, uh, our neighbor, the females of the like women of our neighbors will all come to read the Quran on her. I'm telling this group of mostly Adan people this story, and they're shocked. 
You know, yeah. like, oh my God, it must be so traumatizing. I was like, yo, that's a beautiful community coming together to provide support and read Quran and like make dua. Right. It wasn't scary. Right. But to them, because they don't know what that was like and they're imagining in their mind what Somalis are like, what jinn is like, what group of, you know, Malo people, sorry, group of, yeah. you know, yeah. Africans coming together. They have all these precon- preconceived notions. ideas and notions yeah. about who we are and how we care for each other. They were shocked. And I remember, fe- I remember feeling so pissed at my supervisor because, you know, he sit there with his shirt and I think he was sitting like how I'm sitting. Actually, <laughs> let me, let me fix myself. <laughs> but uh, he goes like, oh, Asma, that must have been so traumatic for you. And I was caught off guard and I questioned myself. Was that a traumatic experience? Should I have like felt, should I have been scared? Mm. I was actually pretty safe. If it wasn't for our, my mom reading Quran, Yo, and um, you know, my aunts and all of the other women in the neighborhood, we don't put on her. She might have hurt herself or us. Yeah. And we were like five, four years old at that time. So I felt pretty safe. I know how I felt then, right. but now because I'm telling this white therapist the event and he's telling me it was traumatic. I'm, oh I'm going back and I'm like, was it traumatic? I'm now questioning See, myself. That's, 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 you know? that's something, I don't know. Huh? It, yeah. It is. It is. You want to say that again? Sorry, say oh. it again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, but, um, like, it's kind of dangerous um, talking to other people about your experiences in a way because it yeah. can kind of like skew, skew your own yes. perception because yes. traumatic to him is different than what traumatic yes. is to you. Right? Yes. So it's kind of, it's kind of tricky. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, I, 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 had a, I had a moment like that in my life where um, one of my cousins passed away. And I was I lost his body, you know. Mm. And then as soon as I came out the room, my uncle, like some of like the elders in my community, came to me, yeah, how'd you do that? You're so much more braver than I am. How can you possibly, you know, questioning me? And the whole time I was like, to me it was normal because mm-hmm. it's a duty I have for my loved one and yeah. my brother, you know. Yeah. And then they were just putting that self doubt in me, you know. Yeah. So I went away from it for a bit. I I chilled. I breathed, and then. I just said they're not built for it. Like they're not built for it. tough. Mm-hmm. Like me, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had to psych myself back, you know. I had the same experience, but yeah, the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I was told like, yo, wash the body, but mm-hmm. I couldn't. Yeah. So like, see how you were able yeah. to do it? I couldn't. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like it was too much for me. Mm-hmm. So then I I started questioning myself. Like, I, like after. Yeah. To this day, I still question. I should have done it. Da 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 da. da you know? mm-hmm. So we had the same experience, mm-hmm. but we did it two different ways. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Right. Did you, know? you label yourself? Did you, did you, what was the afterthought of that? Did you say, I didn't do it because I am? No, I don't think so. I just, I think I, I like in that situation, I couldn't, I wasn't able to do it. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't too. be able to do it, you know? Right. And that's so, fine too, right? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. So I know? talked to my parents about it and stuff like that. And then, Alhamdulillah, oh, after, I actually washed his body. Because um, it, was, it was easier for me, I think, you know? So. It's, all in your, it's all in your time, you know? Just yeah. No rush. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, neighborhood, you seem like you're a very strong person. Thank you. Masha. Thank you. <laughs> and I feel like, like I wake up every morning, I tell myself that. I, that I'm not, I don't feel like I I'm better than anybody. No, no, no. You always have to feel like you're, you know. No, I love, I love I, that. I, I appreciate yes. it. I really, yeah. but I want to, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to yeah. honest. Like, I'm going to ask you a yeah. question. Yeah. When do you feel down? Like, is there anything in your, Look, forget yeah. that. Let me ask you something. Mm. And please, please I'll be, be honest. honest. Yeah. I'll be, I'll, I'll Have be. you dealt with heartbreak? Of course. Okay. <laughs> who hasn't? All right. ah, who hasn't? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, who hasn't? So you've dealt with heartbreak. Yeah, of, of course. Okay. So you you like this young lady, yeah. it didn't go well yeah. for whatever various Absolutely. reasons, and you have a heartbreak. Yeah. 
What did you do? Because I went to therapy. I didn't go through therapy. I don't, I don't, I think. What I'm, was, what was your therapy? How did you uh, get through that? therapy is yeah. that um, I've, I've full confidence in Ilahi, you know, to work about Allah, you know? Yeah. And it was not meant, it was not Aleph. It's not meant for us. Mm. And after that, you're probably down for like a day or two. Max. Okay, so you say has to be alive. You were down a day or two. I was just going to say, what do you do? Because at the end of the day, you're born alone in this world, die alone in this world. Though. Like, people, I know, like, within our Somali culture, it's like, oh, bye, lanta, majur, kiri, all this little sweet talk. <laughs> but, like, in reality, you're perfect. Like, you know, it's, it's life. Sure. Like, what, 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 like, what do you think I should have done? No, no, no. So <laughs> I, I, like, That's a better question. Yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, what no, do you think I should have done? Cry the, about it? No, like, no. I'm, I'm, the I'm, person's I'm, alive and well. Like, if you really, like, love the person and you cared for the person, you wish them nothing but the best. It just didn't work out. Oh, fair. You know? Hasbillah, <laughs> you left it alone. It was yeah. not meant to be. Not meant to be. But you still, did you, I'm asking you, did you I, have I, of feelings? Of course you feel sad. Did you like, oh, sad? like, didn't work out, but like after I that, miss her. No. What? Because <laughs> it didn't work out. Like after, like, you cannot, like, you cannot just sit there and feel sorry for yourself. That does not help you at all. Okay, what you about know? what about this? What about what? this? Instead of uh, sorry, yeah, this. how? Okay, so you know you it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. I I'm hearing. Yeah. Okay, forgive me. I'm I'm gonna therapize you a little. This is a safe space. This hey. is a safe space. <laughs> I, I'm hearing a lot of intellectualizing your what you went through. Mm -hmm. So you're you're naming what you went through, mm -hmm. but we're not really. You're kind of bypassing the emotional experience. Mm -hmm. Yes, you had a heartbreak. Yeah. What did that feel like for you? You said you were sad for a couple, for two days. Yeah, I had two days. Uh, yeah, like not longer than a week. Like, yeah. I don't think even half a week, you know? But you just, like, but my thing is, I don't know what to, what I'm supposed to feel like, you know? Like, am I supposed yeah. to, what, like cry? Uh, like, I don't know, like, I don't know what to do. Like, it, Those it didn't are some work of the out. things that I do. You know, it just, no, it didn't work out, you know? Yeah. And if you really care for the person, it's like, it's fine. I don't wish no, nothing bad on the person. Mm -hmm. It just didn't work out, you know, mm -hmm. for external reasons, you know? And it's out of my control. Once you realize something's out of yeah. your control. Yeah. But, you, but like, you see, you see in this moment, mm -hmm. you know, we are, we're looking outside of you. Mm -hmm. We're talking a lot about mm -hmm. what happened. Yes, it wasn't Aleph. You feel it wasn't disappointed meant to be. as well, you know? But what happened if we turn a little bit inward, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. just about your inner world? That meaning, tell us more about how your body felt. It you felt know? sad. Yeah. And you felt get sad. over it. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> you go play, like, you know what I do? But I'll tell you exactly what I do. Like, sometimes. How did you get over uh, it? I go play ball with my homies. Uh, what is I that? I watch something yeah. funny. I. Go yeah. eat. I go out and eat some good food. Yeah. I, you know, you know what I mean. Like, so you, when you're playing ball what, though, like, and what, you miss her, like you're playing the ball. No, you're no, with no. Your you homies. once you play ball, like one thing about you're basketball, it got me through a lot in life. I need to stop playing basketball. Well, I like sports. It gets you like it's like on like yeah. for your subconscious. You're not you're not even there. Sometimes. Yeah. It's yeah. all like instincts, you know. Yeah. So like you don't think about nothing. And by the time you're done, you're like, hey, you know, it is what it is. Well, I, like, is there a difference? Because, yeah. like, listen, by the way, I'm looking like, at you. Honestly, and I, you're, I'm, you're inspiring me. I'm trying me. my best. Well, I'm trying my best to feel and I hope, describe my I hope, feeling. But, like, yeah. I don't know what I to hope, say. I hope you don't. Like, I, but I think I, what I'm yeah. what, what I'm curious yeah. about is, mm -hmm. you know, how did, when you're by yourself. Maybe I'm different. When, when Can I say something? You Maybe could I'm be different. different yeah. Because, like, I lost the most important woman in my life already, you know. I lost my mother. So it's like once you already, it's been 20 years, you know, once you already go through that, it's like, <laughs> come on, like, I'm going to deal with a heartbreak. Mm. Like, it's not the same, you know? 
Just you like, and I are clearly like, different. Like yeah, I'm, like, I'm looking at I'm you, a, and I, I'm a little. No, no, no. I'm actually inspired and I don't, by you. And I don't I say this. I don't say like this you. to feel pity. Like so. Like I don't feel like there's no like self pity. I don't feel sorry for myself. No, but that. You know, am I losing my mom? No, it does. Can I add something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the beauty of what life has done for you is that you've had to learn how to maneuver through it by changing your perspective on things. Like you've had to hold the handle on it yeah. because you've been forced to. It's beautiful. And it's hardship. And that's life, right? It's yeah, balance. It's, it's a balance. It's balance. Yeah. But what I wanted to say, my friend passed away in December, late <clears throat> from cancer. Yeah. I never in my life, the first time she actually started to go through intense therapy was facing her own mortality, right? Mm -hmm. And I think what is so important is that in having this dialogue here today, it's you will know when you're faced with that reality of when do I need to go? And to not feel like, this is something that is a mental health issue or do I, right? You don't have to justify needing to go to therapy. You either do it mm -hmm. or you don't. And I think we should be equipped with the, with the support uh, system of pushing people to do what's right for them. Mm. Yeah. 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 Awesome. That's beautiful. Thank By the way, that. when, you, when you're sharing that. your yeah. experience, I'm inspired by you. Okay, thank you. Because I, I genuinely think him and I- And I'm genuinely a happy person. If you guys, if people- the people who do know me, I'm yeah. always tweaking. I'm always making fun of jokes. When I like, when I first met you, oh, you want to tell the story? I first met. I I really want to tell the story. It was so sweet. So random too, right? So random. It was at the airport, of Calgary. I'm running late to the airport, and mm -hmm. uh, I think everybody's boarding now. Mm -hmm. And come. It's okay. That's fine. Sorry. Continue. Yeah, yeah. Continue. No, like continue. Should, should, I, start start over? should I start over? Yeah, no, you go ahead. Yeah. Uh, and neighborhood comes over. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, uh, you're the therapist. Yeah. I'm like, Allah, why? I'm wearing heels. So serious. Oh, you're that therapist. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what exactly you said. Yeah. But then he immediately started helping me. I, I was running late. He carried my bag for me. Uh, when we were on the airplane, he, uh, I was sitting way in the back with like Adan people. I don't hate Adan people. I love Adan people. Mm. So my clients are Adan. Yeah. Let me not say that. She looked right in the camera. When she said that. I like Adan people. They support me. I charge them extra. Please delete all of that. But uh, I was sitting in the way back in the back. The back was packed. And I was sitting. He had the whole row to himself. So he comes over. I think he comes over. He's like, Asma, we have, I, I, there's a free come sit where I'm sitting. Takes my luggage. The whole time he was just, and then after we got to uh, Pearson Airport, he buys me um, ice cap. Well, I well, off so nurturing. Like immediately, he's just someone who, the energy I got from me, someone who's caregiving. So beautiful, you know? mashallah. Yeah. The habir inside of you came yeah, out. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Every, like, cause I see every Somalis to like, they're like, you know. Yeah, that's so I'm very sweet. protective of them. Mashallah. And I'm like I said, I, I want to yeah. go back to the sentence that I was, I had. I'm inspired by you mm -hmm. because when you when you speak, it's almost like like you you used the word earl earlier, which you said you are like um, intellectualizing or yeah, what? you're using logic, but from the brain. Mm -hmm. And I feel like mm -hmm. I'm a feeler, and so mm -hmm. when you have two individuals that are almost like the complete opposite, the, mm -hmm. when they're dealing with their their heartbreak, for mm -hmm. example, that we talked about, yeah, which one has a I guess. I'm not trying to say which one's better. No, but I mean, like, you're dealing with this problem. We use heartbreak as an yeah. example. Yeah. It, which one gets yeah, to the wanna, faster lane of, like, healing? I want to make a quick comment, I make quick comment of uh, heart, by heartbreak. Yeah. I don't want everyone, anyone else to think it's because of them. Because <laughs> of them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, 
disclaimer. Just a disclaimer. I thought, you know. No so one. I tried taking credit for that. A lot of the disappointments, I only had like one heartbreak in my life, you know. A lot of them just like, just didn't work out. I mean, if if you grieved for not even grieved, if you <laughs> yeah, felt sad, country, yeah. if you felt sad for five days, it wasn't no, that just, deep. It was recent, he said you know? two. He yeah. said two. Sorry, yeah. two days. Three, it was not that deep. Yeah. Yeah. It was a friendship, yeah. an acquaintance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A good you met nothing. You know? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I love that disclaimer. Yeah, you, know, you never know. You know, we're, we're on the internet. Now, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Someone yeah. might get gaslighted. Someone might, you know, slip that. Yeah. It's about me. Send it to her crying. girls and be like, hey, he's still not over me. Sorry, your question yeah. was uh, intellectualizing or empathy and yeah. healing. Which one gets to it faster? Yeah, the healing or, process, right? We yeah. use example mm-hmm. example of yeah. heartbreak. Yeah. But yeah. like yeah. which you have two people that are the polar opposite in the way they feel, and yeah. like he's he's using this part. I yeah. tend to use this part. Yeah. Which ones are kind of I what I like, what's the effective way? Like I, and you know, there's a new study that, was, that just recently uh, was was uh, they, th- they recently discovered that people think with their heart as well, mm-hmm. and it was in it's in Islam and in the Quran as well. You yes. think with your heart yes. yeah. and your mind, yeah. you know. So yeah. I might be yes. more brain dominant. I think with my head. Yeah. You might think with your heart, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't remember the ayah, but there's a yeah, there is like something mm-hmm. about thinking hearts. Ilahi mm-hmm. If I'm misquoting that, uh, but. Um, uh, I think I think both things we need it and and both serve a purpose. I think uh, you know using our logical mind, let's say, can help us to detach and just to look at things objectively. Mm. Objectively, it can help you look at things from a bird's eye, from a detached point of view. Let's say yes. You know? But looking at things from the emotional sense, it can allow you to okay, hey, what is happening? You know, it, there's a little, there's a level of knowing and a depth, I think, that thinking with your emotions gives you an insight. And I think relational wisdom that thinking with your feelings can give you than thinking with your mind. When we think with our minds, we might be more solution oriented of, okay, here's what I think needs to get done. But when we're thinking with our hearts, it's a bit of, okay, let me, what is this other person going through? Let me consider what they're going through. Let me accompany them with, through, in their feelings. Let me, there's just a deep, I think thinking with our feelings, mm. it's a bit wiser, especially if you're at the position of providing support for another person. Mm-hmm. If you're in a position of needing support, thinking with your mind and with your heart is needed. Depends on the player of that dynamic. I think, yes. Yeah. If, if, you're, if you're providing support for somebody, yeah. thinking with your feelings is really wise. Yeah. And it's really good for your relationship as well. Yeah. Especially, let's say, in a couple, like in people that are married. Yeah. Thinking with your feelings saves your relationship but then that kind of brings me back to your Mm -hmm. so because you're more logical right like up here i'm 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 an anomaly (laughs) i'd say like it varies sometimes i might think i really think you're you're so kind and i don't think you give yourself enough credit for that Uh, i give my credit to my sisters you know okay so that because my next question was going to be in these Getting to know, but a show, as you said, mm-hmm. do you really connect with that? Yeah, like, absolutely. On, a, on an emotional mm-hmm. level, yeah, do you do. feel open? Do you? Yeah, yeah, do, yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, they so you're still it. able they to do that. It. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. can test it. Yeah. They can test it. <laughs> yeah. The I ones think, that are watching. I think just to just to interject, I think the way that you guys are looking at how he kind of conceptualizes yeah. his emotions, I think there's a certain wisdom and genius in keeping it simple. Like he identified what the problem was. He came up with a simple solution, and he stuck to it. Yeah. Mm. He got past it very quickly. Yeah. But there's an element of, let me 
let me think about this. And then it's going to create a bigger hole in your mind. And then you're going to go deep, dig, digger, deep, deeper, deeper. And it's just going to create this bigger issue. Whereas you could have just made a decision, a simple one, stuck to it, and it's long gone. Yeah. You know, so it's, th- there's an element of creating, overthinking an idea and yes. creating a bigger hole in your mind. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things I've known, I've known neighborhood for a long time. And he, when he makes a decision, boom, he's with it. He's done. Go on. Like and there's, there's yeah. no, you can think about it later, yeah. but once you stick to a decision, you stick to it. Even if it's not the most optimal, yeah. at least you have one reliable path. Yeah. And that is why I said he's inspiring me. Like just hearing you, I'm like, hmm. Maybe I should go more a little bit this side, right? Like just really sticking to it, moving I in solution based. Yeah. But my other maybe, and this is what I would love to bring, and now we're gonna talk about the gender part of it, mm-hmm. men and women, mm-hmm. right? Do you think this is mm-hmm. a and I'm gonna ask you. Yeah. Actually, I'm gonna start with you. Okay. Do you think what we talked about up here versus here, mm-hmm. do you think it's a man versus not versus, but how a woman tends to be more nurturing, feeling, so on and so forth, and men are more logical, solution-based. I have a little sister. I love her dearly. She's my carbon copy, so, you know, she's just like me. Okay. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Could be It could be a gender thing, or it could be just, like, mm-hmm. your environment, the way you grow up, too. Okay. You know? She's just like you in the just sense that like she me. thinks like you, Not, she solves problems like you. Yeah, mm. she's just like me. Mm-hmm. Looks like me, everything. You know? Yeah. What are yeah. your What do you think? And as just as a therapist, like, do you yeah. see that there's more women that think here versus men, or, as opposed to men who who thinking um, like you said, logic. Not what. What was the word you used? Uh, um, intellectualizing. Thank you. I keep forgetting right. it. I, I, okay. Before I answer that question, I think it's a good sign of mental health and mental stability when we're able to make a decision in kind of an easy way, or you're able to make a decision-making is a trauma and uh, certain mental health issues do impact our ability to make a decision. So if you're, if you find yourself being somebody who, okay, I can make a decision and follow through, that's a good sign of a mentally, mental stability and mental health. So I, I, like, alhamdulillah for you. Thank you. you. (laughs) Mashallah. That's amazing. I have have one question for you. Uh, Asma, um, when it comes to the study of therapy, I mean psychology, and you're a therapist trying to combat mental health, right? And then you have your peers who also studied uh, psychology, yeah. and they're taking what they studied and are taking it to uh, public relations, uh, media, social mm. media, mm. Um, entertainment to do the opposite work in a way. You get what I'm trying to say? Are you thinking of, uh, can you give me an example of For example, maybe someone you um, see? People hire, like people study psychology for marketing and advertisement, uh, you know? Yeah. And they study psychology for uh, entertainment purposes to make you want to feel some way. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so how does, it, how does it feel knowing that you're a therapist trying to combat mental health and there's other people on the other side who study um, therapy psychology and, and psychology mm-hmm. and are combating you at the same time, like, you know? Mm-hmm. You have your patient in the middle. You know, yeah. that's either getting inspired by rap music or getting inspired by uh, what they're wearing or, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and that causes people depression. Oh, I don't have this or I can't afford this. And yeah. am I less than, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is what, this is where psychology can be exploitative mm-hmm. and it can be really harmful for us. And uh, that's what I mean about therapy can attract all types of people, mm-hmm. like this profession and psychology in general. Psychology, there's this, um, I forget his first name, but he's called Pavlov, Pavlov. It's called the Pavlovian condition. It's like the, that um, 
it was a Russian psychologist and he would uh, condition dogs to um, salivate and want to have a treat, but he would also torture them. And he, he would just condition the, the, the animals um, like a bell or something. Yeah. Yeah. But he, 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 he did, he did such extreme experiments. I can't remember the details of all of them, but marketing now and the psychology of marketing uses that kind of his, what he found in his study to condition the public into wanting and into, you know, believing that they want certain things or that they can't be complete without having, without having that. Another thing that I don't really trust therapy for is because it's like the government, you know what I mean? It's like you going to a strange yeah. person, giving your deepest, darkest secrets to them. Yeah. And now they have the key to your mind. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. For God, say a person who traveled a lot to Somalia, to travel to like, you know, visit family in like, you know, weird places. And I was saying, hey, this guy could be a threat. Let me, let me get his, uh, his file. Let me see if I can find his file. Are you going file. conspiracy theory? I'm a, I believe in that stuff. Because Wallahi, but I mean, we, it's, as, it's... As, as, as children of... Uh, refugees, yeah. we've heard a lot of stories of people at Bidlugudufanaya when they come from the airport yeah. just because their family name. So what does that mean? I'm from, I'm oh, from the uh, north. Needle. They get family. hit with needles. Oh, hi. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's people straight from Somalia. They came here. Yeah, hit with a, a needle at the airport and oh stuff like goodness. that. Yeah, well, there's, there's real life, there's real things that happen behind, behind the scenes, you know? So I don't trust, I wouldn't trust me. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with me. I'm saying, like, with certain people, like, they go tell their secrets. How do you know that, per how do you know that your that person's file is, like, yeah. sealed and, like, protected? Do you, you know what do I mean? It, it, I watch TV. It's all in the movies. Yeah. It's all in the TV shows. So <laughs> it's not like, I never came with, with this from my muscat, you know? Yeah. J just to piggyback up what you mm -hmm. just said. Uh, so I have a question for you, Asma. Do you ever believe or do you believe that somebody who may be perfectly normal, who comes to see a, a, a therapist, is it possible that that therapist plants ideas in that subject's mind and, and makes them, creates these issues for them in their head? Is that is that like a possibility or is that? If you're seeking a therapist, I think you need to vet that person, you know, and, and I think you need to genuinely feel like, okay, I can trust this person. I can feel safe with this person. And there's a bit of like, a therapist has to prove themselves to you. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. they, they're the ones, who, you're paying them, first of all. They're the ones providing you the service. Let them prove themselves to you, prove their credentials to you, prove, you know, their training backgrounds. Ask them for, okay, you're using, uh, you're introducing somatic therapy to me. Tell me what that's about. You're using cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. you know, what, what are you teaching me? What are you I think this me? is, but it comes back to having more individuals that we connect with. Mm -hmm. So having more Muslim, more Somali, yeah. more African therapists. Yeah. I, my therapist is a West African older woman. And so I really connect with her because she's almost like a mother figure. When mm -hmm. she speaks to me, I listen and. She's and she understands being uh, I, I'm the oldest of my family. <clears throat> and so it's, mm -hmm. and we need representation because mm -hmm. when there's representation, there's also a connectiveness. Absolutely. And thank you for the transparency. You know? and, thank and there's you for also being honest with us, yeah. you know, and there's also safety, I think, in that. Like exactly. You go to a Somali therapist. I don't think they're going to assume everything you've been through is traumatic. No. And I think they can be, at least for me, I don't assume all of my clients are severely traumatized people or people that require my, my pity. Yes. No, they're the experts of their, of yeah. their life. Yeah. They know what they want. They just are inviting me and I'm walking shoulder to shoulder with them on what they want their, yeah. what their 
you know, what they want their life to be. I just remember something. Yeah. I just remember something funny. I went to therapy another time. Voila. Wait. So check this wait, out. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Check no, no, this no, no. out. No, it's hilarious. So I you've forgot. been to therapy. I forgot. I forgot. Wallahi. Honestly, I forgot. Wallahi. So take this in, right? So I was uh, working. I was working in the, the trades. So I was working for this one company. And uh, this trade I was working in, there's not a lot of black people in it. There's not a lot of uh, Muslims in it. You know? mm. There's maybe like two of us. Mm. So while I was working um, for... So I don't know how to explain this. So when I was working... Uh, these these people. So when you're working in a trade space, like we might be renovating a space, and there's electricians there, plumbers, carpenters. I used to do HVAC, you know, which is like ventilations and mm-hmm. stuff, you know. And every time I came into the room, I felt like the conversations were rehearsed, kind of in a weird way, you know. Mm. Kind of felt like it was kind of directed at me the whole time. So I'd walk in, they talk about Trump and Muslim ban. They talk about oh Somali person, like the next time, be like oh Somali guy, yeah, shot. And they're all like talking amongst each other, but acting like I'm not there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like yeah. a weird, weird thing. So I used to, I came home, I complained. I'm like, yo, this, 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 that's going on. I don't know, man. I don't like these, I don't like these people. Yeah. I think I'm going to stop, stop working here. You know, I think I'm just going to find another <laughs> job. And then people in my family were like, yo, you don't like working, man. They just flipped it on me. You don't like working. It's just like you, you're lazy. <laughs> da, da, da. I'm like, no, I'm not. I know, I know what's happening. Right. Mm-hmm. And da, 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 da. So my dad comes back, right? So my dad, by the way, my, my, both my parents, we're doctors, you know? Oh, in Somalia. Okay, so, so my, dad took, my dad took me to uh, some Somali guy <laughs> in, uh, outside of Toronto. Fucking hilarious. Sorry for the lack of it. It was hilarious. <laughs> so I tell the guy what's going on. I'm like, yo, these white guys are they're funny business because uh, me, I'm a very, react, like, I react. Mm. So like, I didn't want to, the other Somali guy got me the job, so I didn't want to make him look bad by reacting, you know? I could just walk around and say, you guys are dumb. Mm-hmm. Start punking all of them, you know? T- t- be Somali. <laughs> in a weird way, you know, be like the other Somali, yeah. the other Somali, you know? So um, so I told this guy what happened. So this guy took the, the older guy. I told him what happened. This guy's credentials, oh, yeah, I've been in Canada since, like, the late 70s. I studied ther- psychology for a long time. Okay, tell me what's going on. I told him what's going on. The man looked me in my eyes and said, you're schizophrenic. You're bipolar. You're this, you're this, that. I'm like, what? Whoa. No, I'm not. What are you talking about? Like, what's wrong this guy? And I was like, I don't know. What do you mean? Like, oh, take these medications. I'm like, you must be out of your mind. Like, this is something so He diagnosed small. you right he there. He tried diagnosing right there off of like a 10-minute conversation. Wow. And I said, what I, Neil, I thought, oh, why don't I, you need, you need help. Like, who's your, who's, who's your, your new therapist? Yeah, you need a therapist. You know what I'm saying? So after that, I told my dad, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is batshit crazy. I've never yeah. seen anything like this wow. in my life. And I don't believe in this stuff, you know? Yeah. So, Two yeah. things, yeah. by the way. Kudos to your dad for taking you to therapy. No, my, like, no, my I, dad. Uh, no, my dad's like, yo, listen, because I, I grew up. I grew up like I used to. I grew up a little troubled, you know, mm-hmm. growing up. Like every every kid has, you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. when you have a I lot of energy. Look? No, it's not. Also, oh. when you have a lot of energy as a kid, you know how to like use it. You're just running around, get it, like you know, yeah. fights and little things, nothing like yeah. crazy, you know. So they try to, but yeah. So so yeah. you have you have this you have this. I'm well, I'm well experienced. Their, I'm well experienced. Yeah, because you, you've experienced something. Yeah, so yeah. it's not that you just uh, came about it uh, yeah, out of your and own. It was, and it was an older Somali guy too. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking like he might have the right answers. Like, you know, like maybe my dad's right. Because my dad's like, yo, either that or you're going to come with me to Somalia. You know? Oh, no, no. And I already went to Somalia before. before okay. I, I would, took myself there. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. My dad's like, yo, you, you don't like, you're complaining about this type of stuff. Oh, I was just figuring my, I was, I was in my early 20s, like 18, yeah. 19, 20, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know what feeder. you reminded me of though? Yeah. Is like the narrative of how the term therapy is still new language to us, right? Mm-hmm. And so when anything is new, people even try to exploit it. And that's why we were talking about like Charlemagne the God and Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> and so 
like he may have good intentions, right? Yeah. But it can show up as being repetitive in nature. And like, are you just, is it a cash grab? Yeah. So on yeah. that note, I want to ask, like, why is therapy so expensive if it's so important? Oh, that is a great question. That's so and good. It's the, by the way, it's available to certain classes because of yes. that price point. Yes. And there's a lot of people who are experiencing just being in that uh, income bracket. I feel like that it, they need it the most, but yet it's not accessible. Yeah. So that's a really good question. I'm, I'm embarrassed because I charge a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know your worth a lot? No, but, but as you, you should, that. but do you subsidize? That's, so that's, that's great. That's, no, I, I listen, yeah. I get it. And not I, a lot, but I charge. There's a certain people who can afford therapy. And I think you're absolutely right. Like it, the people who need therapy, so it might not necessarily mean the tax, the tax bracket. Yeah. And people who have insurances also, uh, there's something called managed care where your, your company or whatever, whoever you work for, your employment yeah. will only cover you five seconds. That's it. It's like, how do you, how do, you do any kind of effective do you work? Like, do you, if you find a young lady, yeah. listen, I'm broke, I'm a college student, and I've gone through the ringer, and I really need your help. What do yeah. you do in that situation? Yeah. So we have something called a sliding scale. And, and then you, so you can charge people as low as you like, uh, but you can only accept, not you can only, this is, this is the part of therapy. I, oh my God. <laughs> That's not good. I've been just saying a lot of negative things. No, I'm no, not no, realizing no, no, that. No, no. <laughs> you also have to- well, edit everything out. Like whatever yeah, you don't like, yeah. we'll take it out a lot. No, no, but I'm just like, damn. Therapy's great though, stop. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> At this point, we're just. And, uh, no, but listen, you need to make an that. income. But we, we there see is influ- inflation happening. You yeah. need to pay your bills and your I rent. Do need so to, I get it. Yeah, but and, and so there, there's something called a sliding scale. So a therapist, let's say, would charge between the market rate is 120. Some people charge 160. So let's say between 120 to 70. Even 70 is a lot of money, but that's the scale that they work through. And then depending on how much you can afford, they'll slide you down. Yeah. So. Again, part of, if you want to go to therapy and ask your therapist, do you have a sliding scale? Can you Mm. put me in the, in the, in the smaller? Yeah. Because he'll teach you, he'll teach you. Neighbor can afford it. Let me help you out a little bit because you mentioned price and uh, I have a finance background, right? So uh, a lot of it has to do with going back to the basics, supply and demand. Mm. How many therapists are available? How many therapists have good reviews? How many Mm. therapists... Do your friends recommend to you? Mm-hmm. How many therapists have other clients who are high profile or are able to bill a lot? And yes. how many therapists are there available through, you know, work, um, insurance, that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. So like you starting out, you'll probably start charging a smaller amount. Yeah. And then as you have more experience, you'll start charging more, you start charging yeah. more. And then once you start, and like it's been happening for many years. Yeah. So. Add black and Muslim because that narrows it down even more. 100%. 100%. And like the, the therapists that are available to say some type of millionaire CEO guy may not be available to me. Mm-hmm. I may not be able to charge a thousand bucks for one session at, for one hour. And he just asked me a couple introductory questions. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's all supply and demand. Mm-hmm. If there was a million therapists running around, you guys would be like, hey, yeah, I'll take you. I'll take you as a client. <laughs> Five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever. So it's yeah. like, you got to take the economy into consideration. If there was, yeah. there was a lot more That's therapists, so we'd have a lot more people probably signing up that's for a it. very so, good point yeah, yeah. i want to so i want to go back to the, the so men and women yes. who do you see more in therapy men or women and what are usually the reasons that they seek therapy yeah uh, i think uh, as i attract 
who I am, I attract who looks like me. So I see a lot of women. Uh, and the main reason they, one of the main reasons they come to therapy is uh, relationships, uh, personal growth, life transitions. And I think, yeah, yeah. I think those, those three yeah. are mainly what I can think of. Yeah. Why do you think men don't go to therapy though? Like what, why is there less men seeking therapy? I have less male clients. I, my clientele is, let's say 85% women, women, 15% men. Okay. Uh, and, and the men that I see are, you know, my age, again, the same demographic. Right. It's all the same demographic, age-wise, cultural background, dean, all of that. Yeah. But gender-wise, yeah, I see more women than men. Uh, Men come to therapy for, for with me, personal growth, mm-hmm. uh, inter, interpersonal issues, um, also relationship issues. Yeah. Yeah. But I think also given the, where they're at in life. Yes. You know, you're in your 20s, early 30s, obviously you're going to be going through, it's expected that you go through relationship issues. Right. Marriage, divorce, yeah. heartbreak, all of that. Neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You hang around with men. Your main group of friends are men. And all. 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 Yeah. Wow, you're being very specific <laughs> for certain people that are watching this episode. Yeah, yeah. I love he it. He wants to make okay. things clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially with the heartbreak disclaimer. Yeah. No. So amongst yourselves as homies. I thought it was just, just comedy relief. Yeah. No, no, I love it. No, I love it. <laughs> There's probably other people watching me, and they're probably thinking the same thing, but yeah. I'll let them think yeah. that. So um, let's go back to the conversation of you hang around mostly with men, yes. all men you said yeah. earlier. Yeah. And so you have a group of friends and you have, I'm sure you know somebody who's been shot. I'm sure you know one person I've that has- I've seen people get killed. I've seen people who shot. I know people, majority of people I know who passed away has been by gun. I think maybe two have been um, accidents. Okay. And I know a lot of people passed away. Yeah, uh, subhanAllah. And you know people that, one or two people that went to prison? Well, I know a lot of people that went to prison. There you go. Yeah. So you're with but the... That, that's the generation we come from. Or for every, like, you know, this this whole thing is like, every, I said this before, every first generation ethnicity that comes into this mm-hmm. new world or this first world countries go through this. The Italians, Jamaicans, the Chinese, the Irish, the name it, you name it. A lot mm-hmm. of Jama- Jamaicans, you know? Right. But when they grow out of it, the next generation kids become politicians, chief of police, doctors, lawyers. It's just our time. Our yeah. time's almost done up right now. We're gonna have kids. Inshallah. Some of us have kids, you know? Inshallah. So when you're hang when you're in this group of friends mm-hmm. and someone shares with you, for example, first of all, do these conversations have somebody went to prison, they came out and they're like, listen, man, I got PTSD. Somebody is on the street selling drugs and you know him, he's your homie. Do, do these conversations <coughs> have to be like, listen, I'm paranoid? Yeah, Walk we have the these streets. conversations. Do you? Yeah. How deep how deep? Trust me, there's a stigma. I don't know which men don't talk to each other, and they keep everything. We all talk to each other. We all tell. We all. We're all. We're all each other's um, litmus test. We we tell each other the truth, and we'll, we'll tell each other like what we think is wrong or what we think is right. You know? In depth. In depth. With feelings. With feelings. Wow. Yeah. I did not. I've seen. That. I've seen. I've seen my homies cry. I've seen some of my homies cry over not knowing their dad or their dad never raised them. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, well, I have the, there's yeah, there's one brother in particular too. Like, yeah, and I was mm-hmm. there when he first talked to his dad at this big age, at our big age, and uh-huh. then I see the childhood, the child in him. Right. You know, mm-hmm. when I was when I was this age, I'd have to uh, 
uh, Father's Day at the right to my uptee. Like, you know how that shit made me feel? Like, I see, I witnessed everything firsthand. Do you suggest, have mm. you ever suggest? Therapy, no. No disrespect about it, You are, you, Wallahi, you're, you're great. Wallahi, I really appreciate you because you're, 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 I, I you're don't, honest. I don't feel disrespected yeah, at all. You're honest. You know, how did it affect you? How it, did like, this affect you? doesn't affect us. No, I mean, you as the listener. The you listener, as I witness. feel bad. I, I teared up when he was talking to his dad. Like, I know what it meant to him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's it. Right? What do you suggest? What do I suggest? Yeah. Salat. Pray, bro. You're going to find peace in Salat, bro. I am and, praying, bro. No, I am praying. No, no, he's saying to you his response. You have to have, bro. Sure, you have to have like, you know, like you have to really, like when you pray, you have to pray like it's the last time you're ever going to pray again in your life, you know? It can't be, it's not just stuff. It's not, it's not like yoga, that. you know? He's doing that. Is there anything There's, else that you would suggest for him? Anything, talk to us, bro. If you need anything, just give me a call, bro. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But that's, all it is. that's all it is. That's amazing. Yeah. Talk yeah. to us? Talk to, yeah, of, of course. Yeah. Of course. But then what about talk to a professional? Mm, would no, that help no. at all? Uh, for some people, might have some like underlining issues that might help. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna say absolutely no, but yeah. majority mm-hmm. of us, I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with us. Yeah. Do you think people that go to therapy, there's something wrong with them? Because you've no. said it many times on this episode where we it's like, are, like there's something wrong understand. with them. There's something no, wrong with them. You have to understand. We're blessed with 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 like Dean, and we know we have Karusha. We understand ourselves. You know what I mean? Mm. And I feel like, I feel like these people who studied this the psychology not you because you're balanced to you you have culture and religion you know mm-hmm. but the, 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 the yeah mashallah the, the foundation of ther- i mean psychology is sigmund freud and his sick twisted mind and and that stuff doesn't apply to us we're ancient people people don't credit somalis our poetry we have poetry we have gubby we have every- i grew up by my grandma my mm-hmm. grandma tells me told me around she told me gubbies Mm-hmm. That like anytime there's something she'll say at Gubby and she'll break it down. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, that stuff applies to me more than uh, a white man's psychology will apply to me. Because mm-hmm. right. they've done studies on Somalis. Where's this basis coming from? Someone, someone, you know someone saying? said to me that uh, Somalis, I believe Somalis to be unpsychoanalyzable. And, Absolutely. Um, they wrote about us. They're, we're very ajib people. Like we're very like different. Really? Is this real? Like, is this yeah, hell yeah. Um, Carl Jung was looking at the Irish people and he said about them, they are unpsychoanalyzable because they are just very wall is up, very protective people. It's up and it's And I think you can also project, um, it was, uh, it was the, my favorite comedian, Hassan Fields, who, who oh, was yeah, saying, my yeah, uh, um, Somalis, I, I believe Somalis are unpsychoanalyzable as well, because again, we have that, prote- there is, I think, certain protectives in our culture. And I think, cultural pride i think there is just this inherent sense of like i know even in my lowest moments i know i know who i am i i i I think maybe i'm projecting from my own experience of myself Mm -hmm. there's a sense of like i know i am somebody i am not nothing Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but i think people who go (laughs) i even find myself i even find myself saying that like did i forget for a second who i am you know but I think there are there are people here who are growing up here who don't have that, who have well, been that disconnected. Yeah, I was just gonna right? say, what about the generation like the kids that are outside of us, like right. after us? Yeah, they don't have they don't speak the language, <laughs> they don't know how to do the cooking, the traditional things. So there's a bit of a disconnect in terms and of. And I the feel sorry for them. There is. There's a uh, bit of you a. You have to put out there. That's not something to. That's ebb. That's What's not something ab? good. They're not knowing your culture, not knowing language. Like, no, I, I, think, think, I think that's too... I'll, I'll tell you something about I don't myself, think that's though. Ab- I'll tell you something about myself. There's a, moment, mm-hmm. there's a moment in my life where I was like... Um, 
I was very confused and I didn't, like, I was trying to figure life out. Mm-hmm. I kind of take it to Somalia. I've never been there in my life. I'm born and raised here. Dakanilas? No, for myself, I cut up my ticket. Oh, you cut yourself. Oh, I thought they ticket. took you. I was never. Like, Yalla. You can't take me nowhere. I don't want to go, you know? But yeah, I took myself there and then I really figured myself out. Yeah, that's how I learned Somali. I went I went back to, yeah. I wasn't Dakanilas, I swear. Yeah. Uh, but I did brought, I brought three inch heels. Guys, I brought, I brought like all kinds of like, I don't know why I brought three inch heels. Yeah. And then that's how I was yeah. like, why is there dirt on <laughs> Anyways, I, I was much younger, but that's how I learned the language. Yeah. And that's how I learned the cooking and everything. Like it and really, family, yeah. Where we're really from. And, yes. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, the yeah. Organic food. Like, especially you know, another thing that's like, that's not really spoke about a lot is like what we digest, what we eat. And that has a, your that gut has a, is, yeah. is, is yeah. your mental health is like a lot yeah. to do yeah. with just your mechanism, your Physiologically, whole most yeah. of our serotonin is produced in our gut. And serotonin is a hormone that keeps us happy and, yeah. mm-hmm. and stable. People who have, let's say, bipolar disorder or um, mostly bi- or depressive symptoms, mm-hmm. there's a lack of serotonin available. And your diet, again, hugely connected to your mental health. Yeah. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. want to go back to what you said earlier, Neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so you have these conversations. Mm-hmm. You blew my mind because I wasn't expecting you to say that mm-hmm. you guys have these conversations in depth. You're tearing up. You're crying. You're sharing, yeah. mashallah. Mm-hmm. Super happy men are having these conversations. We are, it's, it's, right? Uh, I, maybe, at least we are. At yeah, least, I was gonna say maybe yeah. it's your group of friends. But um, I'm, I'm not. I don't have a select. I have a lot. I have a lot of friends. There's a lot of guys that we. We have a lot of friends, a lot of acquaintances. Mashallah, <laughs> and that's good. But I, what I really wanted to ask was that since you're, because I keep trying to bring you back to say like therapy is an option, right? Mm-hmm. Like I keep, I'm trying to swindle you somehow to to give you a scenario where <laughs> it's like okay. Then I would tell my homeboy, this particular homeboy, to go to therapy. And it's not mm-hmm. happening. I get it. Mm-hmm. I, might need, I might need therapy for my cigarette. I have a cigarette habit. I might need oh, therapy for that, maybe. Is that something? Yeah. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, smoking is a, Allahu alam, why mm-hmm. you would smoke. But it's a habit that you pick up and then mm-hmm. it can become something that you use to maybe manage anxiety. Nicotine helps with, you know, managing. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're, you feel a little stressed. Stress, you yeah. find yourself reaching for yeah. It's a way of self-soothing. Mm-hmm. So if you want to then, you know, self-soothe in a different way that's a little bit more healthy, then you're going to need some support with the withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. And mm-hmm. how do I replace, how do I also replace nicotine mm-hmm. with a shadow something? Mm-hmm. What have you been coping with? But uh, <laughs> what I was going to say is I love, that... I love neighborhoods. I just went, <laughs> sure. <laughs> He's the one that he's going to actually that's go. But right. what I wanted to say, ask you is that, so when you have these conversations and your homeboy tells you something, do you hold them accountable do you say look man what you're absolutely. doing is absolutely. messed up you mm-hmm. got to change your life 100 percent. so there's guidance in these yeah. conversations that's yeah. not just venting yeah. sessions yes, yes, yes. do you also provide emotional support for each other what's, what's, what do you, how would you Wipe define as emotional tears. support emotional support is first and foremost uh, acknowledging and allowing room for the person to yeah. feel their feelings mm-hmm. so let's say you're you're one of your friends is in tears you allow them to cry as long 100%. as they need to mm-hmm. yeah and then but we're you not kids no more. We're not going to make fun of someone for crying, you know? This is, this is, this yeah. is, we, have, we deal with real life issues, you know? And I can only imagine, I mean, I cry all the time. Mm. I might cry after this session mm-hmm. because of just how amazing. I yeah. will join yeah. you in that if you want to have a session together. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. But um, <laughs> I can imagine with somebody who doesn't cry and tears are very sacred to them. Mm-hmm. When they start to cry, that is a, a that's a very, very, I don't want to say holy, but it's a very sacred moment. Mm-hmm. I, and when a person expresses an emotion that they're not often used to expressing in front of another person, depending on how the other person responds to them, 
they might never express that emotion mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. So, so I think, let's say you're with people who, again, are protective of their feelings, who guard their feelings, and they express that feeling to you. You, as that witness to those feelings, are like you have to be present, mm-hmm. attentive, yep. listening, mm-hmm. and not providing a solution. Mm. And not providing a solution. Not yeah. providing a solution, especially in grief. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, I had friends who lost siblings and cried in front of me, and yeah. you know, we're mm-hmm. just there for them. We're there for them for the next couple of days, you know. And just listening mm-hmm. to, yeah. yeah. That's what emotional emotional support is actually. And all this stuff is we, did, we never do. opened a book to learn all this stuff. This is just natural human instincts. It is, you know? it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. To because we we all have we all we've all been hurt. We've all felt sad. We've lost families, and we can feel what that feels like. And I think when you go through as much losses as you have gone through a neighborhood, and I'm sorry to single mm-hmm. you out like yeah, that, but okay. like you you just you've taught us a lot about yourself today. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that you and uh, you know we were having a conversation after you left, I can imagine that you have reached a place in yourself where you can be deeply empathetic to people's losses and to people's griefs. Mm-hmm. I think it gives you a sense of emotional wisdom and emotional intelligence that, okay, hey, when, you know, this person is going through, this person has just lost their parent, mm-hmm. this person has lost their best friend or their sibling. I know what that is like for me. I've been through it. I will sit with you in that feeling. You know, mm-hmm. I, that's what emotional intelligence looks like and what emotional support looks like is genuinely sitting with another person and like constantly checking and also constantly checking on them too mm-hmm. constantly checking in on them but even after the, the, that moment people yeah. leave then the next day calling yeah. checking let's go get some how food and how are you feeling and even how are you feeling I don't, we don't, men don't really ask that question it's like what do it men comes ask? out naturally what it comes men? out naturally you know you can't just kind of corner a, a, I feel like it's like kind of cornering a man to yeah to like open share. it it's going to come out. Right. It's going to come out again. It's like in due time, you know? I feel like a lot of people tell you. Like, no, I, no, I don't no. know. I feel like yeah. you, like, no, but correct like me if I'm wrong, but are you? Like, we're, we're all, we're all like, we've all been friends for like 20 years, mm. you know? Yeah. So it's like. I just feel like you're a safe you space in your, in yeah, your group. All, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not the, of, I'm not the one too. There's a, there's a lot of brothers in the background that, you know, I'm not going to mention their names, but right. they're, they're like that too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I want to take the conversation to, uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say generational wealth again, mm-hmm. but it's generational <laughs> trauma. So we've heard it TikTok, mm-hmm. Instagram. You're, it's mm-hmm. a lot of buzzing words that are happening now. What mm-hmm. is generational trauma? So generational trauma or intergenerational trauma is the transmission of traumatic experiences, uh, uh, emotional distress, uh, behavioral patterns, and thought patterns from one generation to another. To another, yeah. Can can generational trauma be pat like? passed down like is it is it what is hereditary and what's not so uh i think research is now showing that even like even behavior is hereditary Mm -hmm. uh if if, let's say the family is dispositioned you know towards anxiety or stress then the children will will most likely also be dispositioned towards anxiety and stress uh if uh there's a family script or a family way of behaving Mm -hmm. And that way of behaving is because something happened to great, great, great Awo'o. The family has now developed a belief and a way of behaving. That is now a, a passed down intergenerational learned belief that the family then lives by. Mm. You know, mm. Certain family laws and family scripts, we don't talk about our feelings in this family. Right. Or uh, kids, we don't want to hear, kids don't, don't cry. 
right. or boys don't cry or it could be or even you know hoyas don't get married yes. after if if let's say your husband is, dies or, away, gets, or divorce or, or divorce the hoyo you won't get married mm-hmm. you know those are certain beliefs a certain family follows right sometimes those beliefs are acquired from trauma and how do you, so you've identified it. You have yeah. a client who is definitely, mm-hmm. um, through investigation and conversation, there is generational trauma. How is, is there a way through therapy that can be um, stopped? Like, this is it. It stops with this generation. It stops with me, as, as, yeah. as they, TikTok would say. Like, it stops with me. It ends with me. And, yeah. <laughs> sorry? It ends with me. Yes. It ends with me. So how yeah. do you identify that? Is there a way mm-hmm. to... Um, uh, a method of some sort in your way of being to, or your way of um, being with a client to stop it right there and then. Yeah. A lot of trauma work is nervous system work. Mm-hmm. So that looks like uh, when we've experienced uh, something painful that happened to us, our nervous system, our own physiology is out of, out of balance. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes let's say you have somebody who went through a car accident. They will not be, they will ha- develop a, um, avoidance behaviors. They will never get on a car again. Mm. For example, they'll never drive again. Or uh, you have somebody who went through a severe heartbreak. They never want to get married or date again. I'm just using these as uh, small examples. Somebody who's experienced war might never, let's say a, a plane is flying, their body will stop like, oh my God, what's, you know, their, their mind goes back to that. Mm-hmm. So with trauma work, it's working with the person's nervous system. How do we recalibrate almost your body so that when you're exposed to whatever caused you the pain, you're able to get through it. And And you're not, not I guess like, yeah, it was just going to say almost like your innate reaction of just like, I want to do Well, It's not innate. It's, it's innate. Maybe it's innate. Sorry. But it's not innate in the sense it's a quiet, it's, it's a, it's a behavioral (sighs) physiological response that you've developed because of the pain, the pain. that you've experienced yeah, yeah. and the traumatic experience. Okay, so had. it's autopilot. It's, it's autopilot. It be, so trauma happens and then whatever coping mechanism and whatever way your body learned to protect itself yeah. becomes your, your set of patterns or your yes. set of way of being. Does that yeah. make sense? No, it does. It does, yeah. yeah. So then you go to therapy to almost have a, uh, to create or first of all, First of all, to, again, reset your nervous system. Mm reset is the word I'm using, but to allow your body to know that right now in this present moment, you are okay. How do you learn that? Okay. There's, of course, we've all heard of breathing. Let me breathe. If let's say a person is having intense panic attacks as part of their trauma, one of the ways to help that person is, okay, in this present moment, can you identify, name me what you can see, you know, name me what you can feel. Uh, tell me about, there's, you know, tracing the emotion on your body. Tell me what your body's feeling in this moment. Get some cold ice water and, you know, put that, put your face in that. So when, when we do that, what we're inviting the person is to this present moment. Because trauma robs us from the moment. You're always operating or often are operating from the past. And a fear of this could happen again. You're not really living in the present moment. So uh, with uh, trying to work with trauma primarily you want to help the person to be like okay you are you're here grounded you're here yeah. right now you're okay yeah yeah that was, yeah. That was great huh yeah that was amazing thank you for that i really appreciate Does that you make sense? Some pointers. yeah 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah if you see anyone who's going through a panic attack for example get them a like a, a 
a bowl. For all you of weed ice? smokers. <laughs> Is weed that a smokers. thing? Yeah, panic attacks all the time. It's all for all you weed yeah, smokers. Like, pay attention to that. Yeah. Put, put put your face in in, in, a, in a a bowl of water and ice. It'll help you to just calm mm. your body. Usually, back. really bad anxiety can yeah. lead to a panic attack. That's yeah. what I noticed. It's like the, it starts here, and then you kind of go all yeah. the way up here. Yeah. And it's kind of it's like a, a button is being pressed all the time. Yeah. You know, with anxiety and yeah. and anxiety depression depression shuts your body down. With depression, you're trying to reactivate. Uh, so with the anxiety, you mean? Yeah. So let's say a. Sorry, I was going somewhere else. No, no, no. So you yeah. said, let's go back to you said depression because um, it's a button that keeps getting pushed. But that's anxiety. Yeah, anxiety is very like you feel restless. It's a lot of negative energy in your body. Depression, on the other hand, it tends to drain energy out of your body. No. So with depression, you're trying to reactivate the body. No. And and when when we experience trauma, there's been a lot of uh, like images of the brain of a person who's experienced trauma. Sometimes people would completely shut down and numb. Mm. Like there's almost little to no activity happening in their mind. They're almost dissociated and, and, and not there. Talk therapy doesn't work for that person who's traumatized like that. What works for them is play. Uh. Doing things with your hands because you're trying to reactivate the body. Uh, one of, like one of the interventions was, let's say you go to therapy and you throw a ball back between you and your therapist. Mm. You know, that's actually you, like a, 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 a way exercise. of doing it. Yeah, an yeah. exercise. Yeah, because that, again, how can you, how can someone tell you the story of what happened to them if they can't even remember what happened? Mm. Something happened to them, but their mind blanked out, completely dissociated. Yeah. And that's one great way where our bodies protect us in the middle of trauma is you dissociate. Yeah. A lot of like um, children of sexual assault, for example, would cope like that. They would completely disembody. And sometimes they'd say, you know, if they're remembering the event, they'll be like, it's like I'm watching that happen to someone oh else. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Not me. The person in the corner. You have, have you ever had where uh, you're almost body, like... Out of body experience. Out of body yeah. experience. Like you're in the corner and you're watching it like You're watching movie. that happen. <gasps> That's your mind protecting you from what's happening. Right? It's a way of coping. But let's say when that event, you've passed that event, mm-hmm. then any other... Because what trauma does is it, it, it lowers your ability to tolerate pain and tolerate stress. Like it really, you're, you're either snapping or dissociating. Yeah. You're either severely anxious or hyperact- uh, hypoactive, mm-hmm. right? When you've experienced severe trauma. Right. Trauma work and, you know, trying to calm my body down, you're expanding your window of tolerance so that day-to-day life, a heartbreak happens and you're like, you know what, alhamdulillah, it's fine. It's okay. You're able to tolerate the day-to-day pains right. of uh, just life. But if, let's say, you're a severely traumatized person, your ability to tolerate life and pain and just the mundane... Yeah. I think that comes back to lowers. what one of the audience members said earlier, which is you, you get to decide when life takes you there. So no therapy, yeah. no therapy, no therapy. Yeah. No, I'm good, I'm good. Heartbreak, yeah. one, two days, basketball, all good. Yeah. And then there's something that happens particularly in your life yes. that says you have to go to therapy. And it could be different for another person, right? So another yeah. person, it's heartbreak, and they're like, no, I got to go. This particular heartbreak, I'm going to therapy. Yeah. And then for, for your life, it could be something completely different because your threshold is it, it's yeah. at a different level. Yeah, people have different tolerances. Tolerances, yeah. 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 And, and if you find yourself out, you've, something happened and it's outside of your tolerance, you can't regulate your emotions the way you're used to. Yeah then help is available to you. I love it. Right. Yeah. And, and really therapy, especially thera- uh, 
uh, therapy that focuses on trauma, it's trying to build that person's emo- uh, emotional tolerance and their window of tolerance. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to come off as like a super trying to act like a super tough guy, but this is just me 100% of the time, by the way. So for everyone who, anyone who needs uh, therapy or help or whatever, you know, while yeah. I go seek it. Neighbor, you know? I wanted to ask you before we close up the, the episode. There are, there's a lot of people on drugs nowadays. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a lot of yeah, different well, addictions. Yeah. You got people on lean. Mm-hmm. And I say people, it could be women, men, doesn't matter mm-hmm. the age mm-hmm. in the industry, hip hop, not, doesn't matter, right? So a lot of opiates, that's huge, fentanyl, all kinds of mm-hmm. things. There's different addictions, porn, food, we talked about that. And so is there, when you see these, um, these experiences, you know, you have a homeboy and he's got his, the, the white cup, is that what they use mm-hmm. nowadays, mm-hmm. the kids? And you got the white cup and he's got lean. What would you say to that individual that he's, you know, he's a really good friend of yours. And you're like, look, this is, this is, you're, you're actually leaning. You call him, yeah, I know, you call him out on it. <laughs> you call him out on it. You, know, you if, call if, him? You, if you see, like, if you see. Walk it. me through it. Like, I want to, I want to yeah, know. If, like, if it's a, if it's a lean addiction. Yeah. We just. Call him out on it every single time. I, every time I see him. Like, what do you say? What are you trying want... to be a bhakti? What are you? What are you? What are you trying to do with your life? Like, what? What are you on? Like, yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. Like that's so the Somali way of doing it. You know, you know how the Somali. Of course, right? of course. You just make fun of the person until they stop. Wow. Wallah. Wow. <laughs> that is so it. funny. Wow. And yeah. then he doesn't stop for whatever they reason. Yo, yo, he's no, no he, stop, he's man. gonna stop. Is it safe to say he will stop doing it in front of you? Because if you call him a bhakti every maybe, single day, then he wouldn't do it in front of maybe, you. Maybe, but like at the at the end of the day, my friends are. My friends are, his friends are, we're all friends. Right. If he's not doing it around me, he's doing it with somebody else. Okay, so if he doesn't do it because he's coping with something. Alhamdulillah, we don't have, like, we don't really have, like, this, this, this fentanyl overdoses that are happening nowadays, but that's not intentional. You know, it's like they're right. buying it's fake, accidental. fake, yeah, they're mm-hmm. buying fake perks. They, they think it's perks and it's right. fentanyl, you know? But Alhamdulillah, in the city of Toronto, I don't think we have, it's not like. But they're on it. It's but they're on it, but it's not. I don't know how to. I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't even know how to answer this question. To be honest, well, I, what I'm, I'm trying to, you I'm know, not, you know, you know what answers, I've been doing you know? this entire episode, yeah. trying to take you to, yeah, yeah. I don't have the, all the answers to, to, to be like, oh, no. him, he's no. on lead, he needs to go no. to therapy. No, <laughs> no, you'll never. And it's not me uh, saying on purpose. Like, well, I, like, I genuinely don't think they need therapy. I think we could fix each other. Like, uh, within our, we have a really good community, man. And mm. I don't think I don't think people shine a light on it. You know? Yeah. So basically, mm. what I'm trying to do is take you back. To mm-hmm. that, to that, to say, you know what? He's on lean. He needs to go to therapy. So you know, I, I, I think, think I think people who like there's a lot of people who smoke weed and have uh, they trip out on it. And they have like episodes or yeah, you know. There is have, such thing as like weed induced uh, yeah. psychosis. Psychosis. A yeah. lot. I see a lot of that, and I mm-hmm. feel like to them, who, to the people who go through that, I feel like it's just that moment. Don't let it. Don't. That's what. I, that's what self doubt comes from. A lot of people smoke weed and they just. Yo, am I crazy? Mm-hmm. Because they had an episode in front of people mm-hmm. and they doubt themselves so much. Be like, oh, am I zooked? Am I crazy? Is there something mm-hmm. wrong with me? Yeah. And you need people around you. You shouldn't. And a lot of people, for, I don't smoke weed, but the people who do smoke weed, don't smoke by yourself because mm-hmm. you're going to be in your own head yeah. all day. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll, you'll just psych yourself out. I have a theory. You know? So mm-hmm. when, like, marijuana, put mm-hmm. that aside, but now there's a new thing about, like, ayahuasca. Oh my oh, God, yeah. Joe Rogan makes you want to do it. <laughs> that <laughs> piece of shit. He ukawala, like it's just uh, like the way he talks about it. Like you know, it's yeah. insane. But yeah, don't do it. It's jins. It's jins. It's all shaitans, people. Let me tell you something because you know I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, I'm over here with you. So I believe 
that there's certain things because in in the dean mm-hmm. it says that there's uh, levels of like the, uh, the seen the unseen mm-hmm. right and so among us but yeah. our eyes we we don't see it mm-hmm. and I believe ayahuasca DMT and mm-hmm. all of these things they open something that's not supposed to be open mm-hmm. Allah made it seem for you not to see it Allah has made it so you don't see it Alhamdulillah I don't mm-hmm. want to see the unseen mm-hmm. imagine you're the only one you do ayahuasca you do DMT. And then it op- something opens. And now you're telling everybody, like, hey, man, there's two next well, to you. Some people that will not come back from it. There's some people that don't come back from it. But there's other drugs like that, too. There's, like, uh, this acid. There's, mm. I'm pretty sure that does something, like, it's a hallucinogen. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of other drugs that some other people yeah. don't indulge in. But there's, I hear... I'm going to open my third eye by other ways. You, all right? You no, know, when you work with Canadians, they'll tell you a lot, a whole bunch of different stuff, crazy stories, you know, about yeah. doing, doing different drugs. But alhamdulillah, we don't have no... I don't feel like we have a crazy drug issue. Here. In our community? That's a different... But like everybody has their thing, right? Culturally, we have Jad, you know? Yeah. And so for, for a father shooting Jad and the kids popping perks or drinking lean, yeah. who am I to say that he has an addiction to problem and mm-hmm. his dad doesn't or mm-hmm. vice versa? Like, it's a... I don't know, man. I don't think it's... I don't think it's bad. The drug think, just changed th- through time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm not... Yeah, I don't... I don't well, that, that, can, that can bring us back to intergenerational... Yeah. behaviors yeah. that we acquire and we learn to cope mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. So Chad, for example, or Qad, and Qad now here becoming weed in, in our context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's, again, a numbing agent. It's mm-hmm. a way to, you know, kind of Just, shut your once, once you realize, Once bit. you realize life is not fair, yeah. life's going to be a lot easier. You see, that's a belief. Again. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's a belief. Oh, right. You, it's, you, it's, you, it's a you, belief. I, I want to invite you into just as a, you know, you can cut this out even. That's but okay. like, I want to invite you into like, when you make a statement like that, mm-hmm. if you can name it as, that's a belief. Mm-hmm. Because then it allows you room mm-hmm. to question it and to maybe open yourself up to believing something else mm-hmm. or the possibility of there being another truth. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Was that a therapy session? Maybe. <laughs> wow. That was beautiful. Like, oh, okay. That's, I'm, yeah. Okay. I love that. Um, so I guess we can close it up. If the, you guys have any, the audience over here, feel free to I think you were going to say something. I was going to say something. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never fair. mind. Um, and so thank you guys for joining us. And Asma, I, I want to ask one, because I, I want to I leave it on a positive note. And yes. you know what? I also want to say thank you mm-hmm. for both of you guys, because you've kept it really real as mm-hmm. to why you think it's, 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 a, it's a positive benefit. And then really being honest and saying, look, these are the things that I've done in my community, my friends and my family that have worked and mm-hmm. it doesn't work for us. And it doesn't have to work for, for and, you. Uh, I want my thing to say, like, find an imam, like a young, preferably a young imam that you could find in sometimes too, you know? Mm-hmm. Someone who's from your community, someone you relate to, someone who has knowledge that you don't have. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Like sometimes I feel like, because there's, there's, there's an imam that I call if, I have, if I'm going through something or if I have questions yeah. and he answers it for me and then just, and I feel... A sense of like. Can relief. people DM you if they want that? Like, me, I, don't, I don't have time for that. Well, I'm sorry. No, okay. <laughs> no, wow. no, not to be, not to be wrong. No. Well, I work like this is this is not it. This is not all I do. You know. I, I just thought maybe people, if somebody's yeah, like, yeah, but people do DM us, and I, well, we do answer. Will, will you share but, with yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. information? Oh, the imam, of course. The yeah. Imam, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like me. Have answers. I don't have answers. <laughs> I just live my life. You know. <laughs> I don't, no, I, don't, I don't mean to come off like so, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Offensive, but I'll, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll share some advice that might be applicable to some of the men that are listening because, mm. you know, men are, women and women are pretty different. And I, I may not be able to speak that clearly to women because I'm not a woman, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll give some advice to men. If you feel like you're dealing with mental health issues, 
start crossing things off the list. Make sure that you, you're in a, your life is in a situation that you want, i.e. maybe you have a job that you're proud of. You may not love your job, but at least you're okay to go do it. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're, if you're not doing anything physically, go to the gym and do something. You don't have to go lift huge weights. Go play basketball. Go try tennis. Do some sort of yeah, physical. Go for a jog. I go for walks. Go for way. walks. That's actually yeah. huge. Gives you time to think and decompress. Create a good social circle around you. A good group of friends. And, like you said earlier, make sure that your diet is good. Don't mm-hmm. be eating no McDonald's every, every other meal. Start eating vegetables. If you do all those things, and you can legitimately say, I did all of these things, and I'm still sad, and I'll be like, okay, you know what? Add, add, add religion in there too. Add religion in there mm-hmm. too. Be at peace with your religion. You don't have to be the most religious person, but you have to be uh, normalized with your connection to God. You have to mm-hmm. be understanding of your situation with God. And once you're at peace with that, if you're still sad, I would say go look for help. Because yeah. if you cross all those things off your list and you're still upset with your life or you still feel like there's something that's unresolved, you probably need help. But mm-hmm. if you if you can knock off all those things first, guarantee you the majority of you guys are going to be a lot more happier and a lot more proud of your own self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't listen to sad music when you're feeling sad. That does um, not help. There are <laughs> certain people saying? that I know that do. Yeah, when I'm sad, I watch comedy <laughs> and it makes me piss my pants. I laugh and I feel better. You know? Yeah. yeah. Is there anything you want to add to that list? That was a great list, by the way. Yeah, Thank amazing. you so much for sharing that. Is there anything you want to ask? See, this type of friends I, I keep around that. me, you know? Yeah. So like, so what Good people. Yeah. Oh. I think that's a great idea. I think I love that. I, I could even start making that list for myself. Uh, something else that I would add to that. Mm. Reaching out to a friend, maybe? Like, that's what I was thinking. I don't know if you added that to your it was, list. It was part of it. Like, just okay. having a good, good social circle, circle around yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Definitely reaching out, like, even on a one-on-one basis. Yes. For sure. One more thing I want to add is, like, everybody's on their own journey. You know, mm-hmm. in life yes mm-hmm. everything happens at your own pace right stop a lot, i feel like a lot of people nowadays compare themselves to somebody else and are just yeah. like you know and if and it's it's, it's not good you know yeah. comparison think, what do they comparison. say comparison is uh the joy killer yeah the thief of joy like you it's, know, social media, it's social does media. That, you know? oh my goodness social media gracious. does that what you watch so just yeah. and you know, i just understand understand from... your journey understand your journey you know yeah. and try to figure yourself out yeah like, mentally because I realize a lot of people, me, I'm the type of person I could be in a room by myself for a long time, mm. for a very, very long time. You know mm. what I mean? And I can understand what's what's going through my mind. You know, yeah. I ask myself, why am I thinking this? Where and take away from, your triggers. You know? Like if social media is a trigger, yeah. Take like take break. I take breaks from social media mm. just because where I am at the very moment and is it's, fine. Tri- it's yeah. triggering. Mm. But when I'm on another on another level, I can't speak. But mm. on another level, I find social media to be joyful. And so whatever is like bringing that serotonin up, like I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm feeling good working out really gives me like a dopamine hit. Like mm-hmm. I feel good. I'm like, yes. Da-da-da-da. So I mm-hmm. sleep, 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 sleep. Oh my goodness gracious. If I could just add to that list. Yeah. Sleep get is- your sleeping schedule intact. Get your eight hours and go to sleep. And turn, at, out, and at, and at, turn off the blue light on your phone on your phone oh yeah. that's a really good one too well mm-hmm. don't even look at your phone for an hour no, before no, blue light helps. you feel you feel like yeah. you feel yourself being tired oh, I don't know, you know? go to sleep on time and go to sleep on time and wake up on time wake up like have a routine so if it's yeah. 11 o'clock get your eight hours of sleep and then wake up at seven wake up and i'm telling you you're going to feel so much better because you're going back on the natural internal clock that you have 
So when you're going through that deep depression, it's n- it's not a coincidence that at three o'clock, four o'clock, you put, you paint in the walls. Mm-hmm. You're out here just like, yo, we, what are, I'm having a dance party. Like, and, well, it's, yeah, there's yeah. a reason for that. I so add one more thing yeah. too is uh, breathing and stretching. That helps a lot because a lot of people walk around with like aches and pains, and then yeah. they they might think that it's something else. You know, mm-hmm. just stretch every morning and really breathe. Like, you know, really. Yeah. In through mm-hmm. your nose, out through your mouth, and just like relax yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't have to be so tense. I was mm-hmm. nervous coming here today. Why? I don't know. I was just like it's Am it's I, been it's been a long time since I've been in front of the camera. Oh, no. And natural. I was doing and I was doing breathing techniques, guys. You're like natural. I asked the girls, like she I was, was in the car and I was like, She was. Yeah. Can I add one thing? Like it was great. I think the biggest healing agent for me, and we all were talking about this earlier, is like practice gratitude. Mm-hmm. But like a deep sense of gratitude. 100 percent And we're on this earth, if we're lucky, 80 years, that's not guaranteed to no man, right? Mm -hmm. But if you sit there and you actually analyze what you've been given, you have more than what you need. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. 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 No, that actually is. And one of the, correct me if I'm wrong, Miss Therapist, but (laughs) when people are going through a very hard time or a depressional episode, um, one one of of the uh, advices that I was given is to volunteer. Volunteer at a soup kitchen, volunteer at a shelter. (laughs) Because it really brings you back to gratitude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because when we have our problems, it's our problems. Like, it's a mountain. You know, it's my baby. It's like, I'm looking, it's my problems. And and there is, I shared something in a class the other day, which is, if you, what do they say? If you take all of our problems, like everybody in this room, we put it all in a bucket, and then we wish it around, and then we all just pick out a random problem. You're going to look at the problem and be like, let me put that right back. I want my own problem back. So it goes back to gratitude, Mm. which is really grounding. Mm. So profound. we're gonna add Absolutely. that to your list as yeah. well. Self-talk. I feel like you can do all those things, but if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, yeah, like the way you speak to yourself, it could really be Nurturing. detrimental. Yeah, mm-hmm. compassion. Yeah, be, give yourself a little bit of grace. I think that goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. We're, let's leave. Let's leave. I think you've all survive. said it. I think you've all said it. Like I, I'm sitting here and Are I'm we, just. Am I good to be a therapist? Like, can I be a therapist? I think anybody can be a therapist. Thank you. I think. Okay, no, that didn't sound... I think you can be a therapist and anyone in this room can be a therapist, yeah. you know? Therapy is like, it's such an easy thing to practice. Mm. It's like, it's like, it's like, like one of the things that I, that makes me love about this, that I'm, I can't speak. One of the things that I love about this job is exactly that I'm sitting with people and I'm encountering their pain and I'm encountering their struggles. I go back and I'm like, let me contextualize mine. Let me, what am I going through? I find gratitude. Like, I'm not saying my clients are going through something worse than I am, but it, I think it does when you, give when, me a sense of like, you know what? I need to be grateful for what I'm going through. Yeah. And I actually, one of the other things I really love about this job is I learn so much about the way the people that I encounter want to like change their lives. They are so motivated you know, this, I want this to be different. I want that to be different. I want to be feeling this way. I want to be feeling that way by the end of this process. It excites me and it brings life back to me. You know, when I'm going through, let's say like this December was hard for me. I I remember just shutting down. I'd be sleeping, I think for 15 hours if I could. And one of the things that just kept me was my clients. And like, that sounds a little bit, that sounds a little bit, uh, I don't want to be judged for that, but I, it, being able to, you know, in, in the way that I protect my mental health, being able to work with people and support other people reminds me of 
my purpose. It reminds me of my, my, again, that's an extreme thing to say, but my value. And that working with my clients and watching them in the way that they grow and they, their endeavors motivates me and keeps me motivated. Like it keeps yeah. me in a better mental health. Does that make sense? Can I, I, I would love yeah. to finish this off the, this episode, if it's okay with you. Um, can you give us a success story? Like, I would love to hear, you don't have to go into details about your client, but like somebody who started off with you and like, what are some of the ways that it changed their life? Just mm-hmm. going through therapy. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I can talk about myself. Sure. Oh, great. I'll be, I feel more comfortable yeah. <laughs> with that. Uh, I definitely struggled with a lot of uh, anxiety and um, I wouldn't say I, one of the most painful things and repetitive thoughts I would have is I hate myself. Like that thought would always come to me. And when I did something wrong or something I didn't like, the thought immediately was, die. So it was almost like a, a practice rehearsed statement that I would say to all the time. And after having gone through therapy, one of the best skills I learned was how to genuinely practice self-compassion and like self-compassion looks like there's protective self-compassion that goes like, if uh, someone has hurt me, nobody else will, would endure and sit with this. Mm-hmm. So I need to do something about it. Yeah. You know, so there's that protective self-compassion. And then there's the normalizing self-compassion that goes like, anybody who's going through the failures that I just went through would also be hurting. Anybody in my position would be hurting. Right. It's okay. What I'm going through is okay. I'm not a terrible human being. Right. I am not, you know, uh, the two thoughts would be, I'm a terrible person and I hate myself. And honestly, after having gone through, the, after having gone through my therapy, I just have more tolerance for my failures. I have more tolerance for other people's shortcomings. I, I'm more genuinely at peace with most things that go wrong in my life or that don't go as I expect them to go. I'm easily... I'm more able to interpret things as going well for me rather than the automatic negative yeah. that I used to think. There are times when I do go back to that space. There are times where I hear myself saying, damn, I hate myself. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, we went back to a place, you know, we went back to an old pattern of thinking. I wonder what's happening for me. Yes. You know, yeah. let me, I caught it. It's, it, I'm not going to let it negatively affect the way that I show up in my relationships and in my in my work and in my you know in my family so i think just i think just i think that's something all of us do a lot sometimes you know especially when i was younger yeah. i used to do a lot of stuff that i regret and i'd be like well, why did i do that you know and i was really hard on myself but i think it's normal a lot you know why do we talk to ourselves so mean sometimes that you would never that's, say it to another human being like yeah. i'm sure you would never say like i hate you. i hate you i hate you i like, have said but it. you would say it to like <laughs> You have, I have said, said it? it to people. Oh, you have said it to people. <laughs> <laughs> but the way yeah, I, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like, it and mean it. If I hated a person, I would avoid them. Yeah, yeah. I'd say jokingly. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm very. I, I really. But just I mean to, it when I said it to myself. To yourself. Like, I can't. Yeah. I'm self-critical. Me. It goes back to yeah. like your mistakes. I'm yeah. more self. I am the most self-critical person. To just me. But I'm very compassionate and loving and like, you, you didn't mean that. And like, don't be so hard on yourself. I would say but it to other people. nobody wants the best for yourself but, but you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's... But compassion. Like, I learned sword. that through therapy too. Mm-hmm. Being very compassionate with myself and holding myself accountable. Mm-hmm. That's a difference. Mm-hmm. But beating myself up like yeah. two shots to the ribs every single day mm-hmm. is, is, is unnecessary. 
You know yeah. what I mean? So I, I've learned that as well. And I yeah. think it's just being more kind and compassionate and graceful yeah. to yourself. So There's a research that sh- recently showed up of how uh, depression shows itself specifically in Black women. And that was in self-loathing and in uh, self-hate, uh, self-blame, where more Black women are, when they're in a state of depression, mm-hmm. are willing to yeah. turn it back on themselves and say, I am that's how when we, earlier when we talked about yeah. women taking accountability, I was like, mm, some of us. In the dark. Are ju- yeah, in the dark. <laughs> We're not, not, not in front of people, right? Yeah, you know, it depends on your group again. But I, hey. yeah, yeah that, that does, ooh, that resonates. Like, oh my God, yeah. self-compassion, self-compassion. So And yeah, I feel like there's also a misconception of like, if I'm kind to myself, I won't be, as you said, I might not hold myself accountable. I might not be as motivated. Yeah. That is actually not true. Like in my lived experience, being practicing compassion, meaning, first of all, what I'm going through is I'm not the only human being who's going through this. I need to challenge that belief that it's only me. Yeah. Secondly, if I've, done, if I've been done wrong, part of being compassionate to myself is defending myself, is protecting myself, right. protecting my family. Right. Okay, what do, if, I, if that's what's happening, let me show up for myself. And I feel like as Somalis, it's easier for us to channel that and say, you know what, I'm standing up for me. I'm standing up for my group or I'm standing up for my mm. people. That's one way of, of community compassion, but that can also show up as, as self-compassion. Like I, I just, honestly, in my body, I feel so much safer. I feel so much calmer in my body. I, again, as someone who's very anxious and repressed, I can repress in the sense of like, you know, emotionally repressed mm. and like, not talking it i very secluded introverted person right. which again it's normal to be introverted but i mean it i wanted to also speak yeah. but i just there's a sense of self-understanding and self-acceptance that allows you to you know be show up and be i don't want to say confident but it, it's almost it's almost like a, a, a stable confidence. It's not something that's dependent it's externally. It's, it's a like, sustained yeah. confidence. Yeah. Some things can happen. I, maybe I didn't eat well or I didn't sleep and my mm-hmm. mental health is a little, the battery's a little low, yeah. but it's like, you know what? Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. And I, I know I, don't, I didn't really talk about Dean a lot, but I feel like to end the episode, I, I really feel like if let's say you're not open to personal therapy, I think family therapy or couples therapy has to be something that we all do. You know, dealing with another human being's emotions, especially in such an intimate way, brings out so much from us that we might not even know, you know. So, and, 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 and our dean allows us that, you know. It's like, uh, I was like, When there's a dispute between a couple, then bring a, you know, an, a, a a mediator. A mediator a between person. her and her from her family and his family. Yeah. Like, mm. I, I, I feel like if you're not open to individual therapy, you have to be open. Like, I don't even, even if you don't believe it, force yourself to go to couples counseling because that will save your relationship. That'll, it'll save you. It'll save your relationship. It'll also allow you to show up for your children in a way that you're present. You're not you're not, you know, you're not projecting any sort of unresolved anger or issues onto your children that comes from something else, you know? And I think think that's how we heal intergenerational trauma. I agree. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would, would you consider you, would it? Would you be open? Yeah, if I was in a relationship, I would consider it. Especially before even, you know, maybe even before. Premarital. Yeah. Yes. See Beautiful. what you want yes. from, from each other. Uh, so why is that different from then individuals here? No, that's you two people coming together. And I feel like two people come with two different baggage, you know? And uh, sometimes yeah. you need to find the median. Listen, don't fight him on it. Ask him we, we got That's him. great. We got him here. Well, we got him here. Wrong? We're winning. Listen. Did I say anything wrong? High five. High five. Did I say anything wrong? High five. No, 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 no. Listen, the whole purpose. Away. No, people come with baggage. I said people No, you're come, right. You know? You're, you make they, a very good point. They do. And then two baggages are... Yeah, you need to figure out what they want from each other and like, you know? Yeah. High five. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you all for coming. Yeah. This is great. Awesome. Before we go, I really want people to, where can they find you? I, um, if somebody wants to reach out to you, please. Yeah. I hate Instagram. Me too. But you can find me on Instagram. Mm. Uh, TikTok is where I love. That's where I shine. Uh, it's at the other therapist. It's all one word. You can also find me on Instagram, the other therapist, but TikTok is where I'm at. And um, if you just Google my name, Asmali Somali Therapist, you'll find me. Oh, really? Yeah. Good for yeah. you. Sure yeah. Sure oh my God. So cool. That's amazing. Good. All right. Yeah. Well, where can I'm they definitely... find you? Where can they find you? Where oh, can me find yeah. you. I'm back. Uh, I'm gonna I'm back on I'm back in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh super excited. So uh feel Was free. Was today to... your first time coming back and no, I've done a few things that aren't gonna be coming out, but uh, you know, I've I've been in front of the camera for a few years and took a break and then uh went to therapy. <laughs> and then came back <laughs> bigger and better, uh, inshallah. So please follow me on Instagram, only CAD. So the word only and then K-A-D. And then that's where I'm going to be um, just kind of displaying all the new projects. There's a, my new show is going to be coming out. So please stay tuned for that as well. Exciting conversations sure. like this, inshallah. And I would love to have both of you guys on the show, inshallah, in the future. We could talk about other things and not, it doesn't have to be therapy. So, but thank you so much for, for having me. No problem. Well, yo, this has been Voices from the Staircase. It's your boy, Neighborhood, and we out. Lovely. I hear him coming to the case. He's just trying to poke. I'm trying to light up his...